everybody, TGIF. We hope you're looking forward to a fabulous weekend. We've got an awesome show today. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I, I, I kept trying to warn you. I kept trying to tell you. I guess one man's trash is another man's treasure because he was a treasure last night. Shake and bake, baby. Oh, shake and bake. Oh, you back on the shake yeah, and bake. Now. Shake and bake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. You got you. You will. You got it. You got it. But you know the Raiders are a bad team, right? Let's talk okay, about that. Okay, 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 okay. Let's talk about it. Skip, Let's talk about it. I was thinking about you last night. I wasn't Ooh. thinking about him last night. All I think right. he was. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, after only three offensive plays for the Rams last night, yes, Baker Mayfield put into the game. He led the Rams to a 16-3 four-quarter comeback win despite being home underdogs against the Raiders. Baker's game-winning drive was 98 yards with no timeouts, ending with a 23-yard touchdown strike to Van Jefferson, who, after the game, had some high praise for his new quarterback. Take a listen. I mean, this is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> That's all you can say. I mean, he's been here before, and then for him to get here and just do what he just did, man, it just shows how determined he is and what kind of guy he is, man, and um, I'm glad he's here. He just came in and worked hard. You know, like I said, he's only been here for a day. But for him to come in and do what he just did, man, it just shows how determined that guy is and what type of play he is. He's tough, you know, and uh, I'm just glad he's here, man. It was just a great drive by him. He's just confident, you know. Uh, he, like, he, he was important. It was important to him, you know. He came here and just worked and, you know, studied from Matt and John and those guys, and, you know, he took it to heart. So when he came in, we knew he's going to execute. Talk about making an impression, huh? Yeah. Shannon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive to you was Baker? I gave him a 5. A 5? Let me tell you why I gave him did, a 5. Did you, did you see this? I got to get a new TV, yeah. I guess. I, I uh, saw a guy get up off his couch uh, and, coach this, and coach a team to a victory uh, against this very team. Mm. He was on his couch, propped up, feet propped up. Did you not remember that? No, I don't. The Indianapolis coach, Jeff Saturday, uh, never coached at college, uh, never coached at high, uh, uh, the NFL, yeah. got up off of his couch right. and coached his team huh. to beat this team. Huh. Do you remember Wait, that? Are we talking about the same Raiders who just won three straight? I'm just, hold on. Oh, interesting. Did, did Jeff Saturday get off his couch okay. and coach the Then that completely disqualifies what I gave him a five. did. I just gave him a five. A five? She, she said, Shannon, what grade did you give him? If you want to give him a 10 or 12, 15, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. Uh, the Raiders are the fourth team to lose four games in a season mm -hmm. while leading by 13 points at the half. Mm -hmm. Is that good, Skip? Mm. Okay, I didn't think so. I just want to go to the video and show you a compilation mm -hmm. of how bad teams that do dumb things okay. end up losing a ball game. They should have right. won. Let's take Derek Carr. Derek Carr since 2014, that's his 14th career red zone interception. Most in the NFL since he entered. Look at this, Skip. What is that? Mm. I just want to know, Taylor, I just want to know why he threw it. Well, he got hit as he was throwing. Skip, just take the sack. Okay. Just take the sack. You're in field goal range. He was 2 of 7 for 11 yards in the second half. Again, that was his 14th career red zone interception. Tied for most in the NFL since 2014. That's when he entered. Can we get to the next compilation? Mm -hmm. Now, Cleveland Farrell was the third overall draft pick in 2019. He has nine career sacks in four years. He's never, ever blocked a punt in his NFL career. Mm -hmm. And on fourth and three, all of a sudden, he's going to be a hero. Mm. He has nine sacks in four years. Mm. What did he do, Skip? Yep. Everybody knows. I've been on special teams, got my career started for the first three mm -hmm. years of my career. 
on fourth and five or less, they're going to hard count you. What does Cleveland Farrell do? Jump outside. He wants to be a hero. No, end up you being a GOAT. They keep the drive alive, go down and score. Skip, on third and one, third and one they have. Second and one, third and one, the Raiders get what? Zero yards, end up having a punt. Mm. Come on. Yep, we saw that. Mm. Unsportsmanlike conduct. You get the sack. You get a sack. Tillery, Skip, there's a that's he, pro- he didn't get the sack, but then he knocked the ball out of base. Tell me why. Mm. Because dumb players do dumb things, do dumb things. Skip, I played against the Raiders. I was in that same division. Mm. And I, every coach I've had, from Dan Reeves to Wade Phillips to Mike Shanahan to Brian Billick, mm. hey, don't us, don't mess it up. They'll do something dumb. Mm. They'll do right on cue. Boop, boop. There's a reason why year after year they're top five in penalty. So with that being said, and then on the last play of the game, you don't have very good cover guys in the secondary anyway. I want to know what possessed them to play man coverage, and then you instruct the DB, hey, jump inside, mm. and give him a free release up the rail. Mm. The old Sam, my grandma used to say all the time, boy, open the door, flies come in your house. Mm-hmm. Well, if you open the door and let a guy get a free release, that's what you're going to get right there, what mm. Van Jefferson did, just did to him. Mm. Skip, the rate, give the, I mean, that's a 98-yard drive. Give them credit. The big play, the chronic. There's a lot of things that has to go right. I mean, has to go wrong for the team that has the lead, and Baker did what he did. Mm. But Skip, when you did, and we saw this the other night against, we, we saw this the other night against uh, 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 Tampa and the uh, Saints. You do enough dumb things when you should put a team away, it'll come back to bite you. Mm. And that's what happened with the Raiders: the offside penalties, the the man coverage. What did Baker, Skip? What did Baker say? I bring the thing this morning. Baker said, "I was shocked." On the, on the 15 yard, you gonna play? You gonna play man coverage, press man? Mm. You play press man, and you don't touch nobody. You don't touch a soul. Either one or two things. If you're up there in press coverage, put your hands on him or back off. But you can't be up there and open the door and just let the guy get a free release. Mm. And that's what happened. So with that, hey, Josh McDaniel said that's a hard. That's a hard lesson to learn. I like to learn my lessons and victories. I'm not really trying to learn a lesson in defeat mm. because now I go back and show, you see right here, these, this is what got us beat. Cleveland, we got to stay on side on fourth and five. Mm. We got to do this. Tillery, why would you knock the ball out the guy's hands? Mm. I just want to know, why would you do that? Uh, coach, coach probably explains why the Chargers said, you know what, as a first-round mm. pick, yeah, we've seen enough. Mm. I gave him a five, mm. and I ain't moving. You sound like a sore loser to me. I'm a sore winner. Huh. Well, I, I, you I lost. Think, you know what? I, you're right. I am a sore loser because mm-hmm. I, I should have known better than mess with those no good, sorry for nothing Raiders. It is my turn. For weeks on this show, for months on this show, you have been ridiculing me yeah. and pushing me and goading me and demanding that I finally admit I was wrong about Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yeah. You have called him Faker Mayfield. You have called him absolute take out the trash trash. You have called him just a guy. Just a guy. Just a guy. And last night he showed once again to me that he's that guy because what that guy did last night was all-time miraculous. What that guy did flying into LAX, the airport out here in Southern California, just 48 hours before he was thrust into playing for a team that had lost six straight games Mm -hmm. up against a team that had won three straight games on Thursday night football. Mm -hmm. 
with completely new terminology written all over in tiny fine print all over his wristband and, and have to play for a team that is hopeless and hapless with an offensive line that is an absolute wreck that was graded by Pro Football Focus the second worst line going into last night's game in the National Football League. Not throwing to Cooper Cup, throwing to Ben Skoranek? Yeah. Really? Not throwing to Allen Robinson, your big offseason acquisition. Wait, throwing to to. To two, 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 Atwell. two Atwell and in the end to Van Jeff. Seriously? Really? Mm-hmm. Did Aaron Donald play? No, Aaron Donald no. did not play last night. Did Jalen Ramsey play? I think he did, but I'm not even sure about that because the only times I saw his name called was when he was getting beaten by Devontae Adams. That's what Baker was up against. As you well know, coming into a whole new system and a very complex system by the boy genius who is Sean McVay, Mm -hmm. it is like learning a foreign language on the fly. And he's screaming plays in your ear and you're trying to process What's the formation? What's the motion? What's the protection? The protections are really difficult. All, all he has to do is just call the play and yeah. everything else take care of itself. Okay. And then he tells yeah. him to throw it to this guy, throw it to that guy. Does he throw on the fly as the yeah. ball snap? Throw it to X. No, 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 no. no, no. Really? He's telling if you get this coverage, go here. If you get that coverage, go there. Okay. It's happening so fast and so furiously. And you've got Max Crosby and... Chandler Jones Mm -hmm. bearing down on you, tormenting you, scratching at you, clawing at you, and knocking you on your tail every other play. And you're about six feet, one inches tall. And to have to stand up and throw through those two coming at you every play because they were unblockable last night and sometimes just completely unblocked. It was a miracle what he pulled off. So let's start with what he did on the first play of the game, his snap, because Walford obviously started, which I thought was a sweet move by Sean McVay. Let's not throw Baker right into this dumpster fire just yet. Let's let Walford go in and try to calm everything down. We'll just run the ball with Walford, and then we'll put Baker in on our second offensive possession. Mm -hmm. And if we could see what happened on his first play, which became his first throw of the game, this is 217 left in the first quarter. Baker goes right back and hit. Wait, he threw it right to Van Jefferson for 21 yards. And yes. I said, he's off to the races. That's the Baker I often saw in Cleveland when he was on a roll, as he was when he was a rookie, when he finished second in rookie of the year voting. And also in 2020, when he led them to an 11 and 5 record and their first playoff win since 1994. That's the Baker that I said has proven me right because he has proven again and again and again for long stretches that he can play at a high level in this league. He's not everybody's cup of Gatorade. He's an acquired taste. He is not your taste. He's not a lot of people's taste. But he can flat out play in this league, especially if he winds up with somebody who is his flavor of Gatorade. And Sean McVay loves him some Baker Mayfield, so look out above. Especially if there's no expectations. Mm. What expectations expectations did you have last night? The the world was waiting for Baker Mayfield to fall on his face. You just said yesterday that that the Rams were a bigger clown show than Carolina. Yeah, well, they're the worst team in the league going into the game. They were. So you had no no expectations. Okay, well, again, I believe in Baker Mayfield. You do not. I do not. Okay, so now you talk about all the breaks that they got to pull off the 98-yard drive in the end to win 17. Yeah. By the way, did you realize Baker pulled off a Brady after Brady did it on Monday night? Baker did exactly down to the score, exactly what 
Brady did because they're down 16 to three in the fourth right. quarter and they come back to win 17 to 16. Was that not Brady-esque? Right. Okay, let's go to the breaks that went against Baker Mayfield early in this game because in his second, in his first possession, he goes after that pass and gets a field goal. That was a nice start. Now, in his second possession, if we could see what happens, this is 537 left in the second quarter. It's third and 13 at the Las Vegas 45, and he hits said Skoranek for 22. That's a throw. That's that, nice that, throw. that looked pretty yeah. good to me. That looked like shaking Baker. And here we go. We'll see it again. And then on the very next play, guess what happens? Cam Akers gets stripped by Chandler Jones, mm -hmm. and they lose the football. Well, all of a sudden, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, well, they're set up first and 10 at the 23. They're at least going to get three, if not seven. Right. And Cam fumbles the ball away. And they had a quick cutaway to Sean McBay, and he's screaming some curse word and about to throw his headset because they had points set up right, right. then yeah. and there. Yeah. Okay, now let's fast forward to the third quarter. We have a near disastrous series for the Los Angeles Rams. Once upon a time, the defending champs. That seems like 12 years ago, doesn't it, that they actually won the Super Bowl? <laughs> okay, so now it's the third quarter. And on third and 10 at the, the Las Vegas 30-yard line, he hits 2-2 Atwell for 14 yards. If we could see this play, it's a sweet, I think it's a screen setup. Yeah, he hits him with kind of a wide receiver screen. And he, he's all the way down to the 16-yard line, and they call a hold on Havenstein. That's not a hold. He didn't Skip do anything. He didn't on, do Skip. anything. You don't call that. Yes, you do. He, he, he just had his hand extended out, but he didn't wrap him. He what? didn't pull him. I mean, and, and by the way, the play has already passed. It has gone by him. We, we've seen that so many times, and we say, well, you didn't have to do that. Okay, well, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> and again, I'm thinking, well, well that, that just knocked him all the way back, and that, they get pushed completely back into, what is it now, third and 16 at the 36. And he hits somebody named Hopkins for eight yards, mm -hmm. if we could see what happened. And Coleman Shelton, if we could see what happens after this, gets an incredible unnecessary roughness call. Look at this. And, and again, would I have called that? I probably wouldn't have. But you're talking about your dumb guy plays? Yeah. That, that might be the dumbest play of the night. Yeah. Because you negate another field goal opportunity. At least a field goal opportunity because – that pushes them back into a 61-yard field goal, and I thought Sean McVay should have just punted the ball. Right. But he says, no, we're going to try it because they're desperate at that point. Right. And the 61-yarder doesn't even sniff the goalpost, right? Yeah, everybody think they, just, they got Justin Tucker. Okay, so th th that's end of that series. So I just gave you two mm -hmm. where at least you're going to get three, if not seven, both times, and Baker gets terrible breaks. But he remained unfazed because here he came, 75 yards in 17 plays. It's a drive starting early in the fourth quarter that took nine minutes off the – nine minutes? Yeah. And if we could see what happened on this, because we got four straight big completions, if we could see these. The first one's to Van Jefferson for 20 yards. That's a sweet throw. And then our man Skoranek, who he turned into Cooper Cup last night. There's another one, a little high, but he snatched it. And then I got another – this is third and ten to Atwell. Third and ten – and it's an out route to Atwell. That works. And that's set up down at the goal line, fourth, fourth and one at the two. And he dumps it to Cam, who makes a nice grab and reach. And that set up the touchdown that actually got them back, back in, in position game. to be in the game. Right. All right. So now we come down to one huge defensive play. And I think you referenced it earlier, but it's a third and one play.
Well, on second and yep. one, the guy ran the darkness. He, I, if he rears to the I left, he gets the first. He ran right into the guard's back. Okay, but you do have the leading rusher, even though he hurt his hand. Yeah. He came back in the game, Josh Jacobs. But anyway, this is third and one at the Las Vegas 34-yard line. And B-Wags, one of your favorite players, yeah. he, he was smoking last night because he's blowing up every other play. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to design a play. I'm going to put Josh put Jacobs in the, the fullback. in the fullback position. What? But – I'm going to leave B-Wags, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, who's a seven-time first-team All-Pro. Yep. I'm going to leave him unblocked and see if I can fool him. <laughs> okay. And it did not work. It did not fool him. And I thought maybe Josh McDaniels would say, you know what, I'm going for the throat. I I'm going to keep the ball away from Baker Mayfield. I'm just going to go for it right here. But he said, no, I'm going to punt it. You know why? He doesn't trust Derek Carr. Okay, well, you could be right. Well, he trusted his punter, A.J. Cole, who flat out nailed it, yes. one, and it was all time, and he got every little hop that you could get from that oblong ball. Yeah, it, it, that's when I was like, okay, it might be meant to be. Skip, he punched the ball this far from the sideline. <laughs> Instead of the ball turning and going out of bounds, it turns and goes up the field it, another it, 15 it, it, yards. It kind of wobbled like a penguin, and it just did a little penguin yes. tightrope up the sideline, and it kept going, going and going and going, and it's finally blown dead at the two-yard two. line. So now I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, 145 remains. Right. And you have zero timeouts zero time remaining. Out. Yes. And by the way, no one had pulled off a 98-yard drive in in what would be the final two minutes of a game over the last 45 NFL seasons. Right. So so this hasn't happened in 45 <laughs> years. And here he came. And the the play of the night, maybe not the throw of the night, although it was a very good throw, but it was just as good, if not better catch, Skronic. is the one to Skoranek, and it's a 32-yarder. Up Skip, I thought you were playing safety. Yeah. This, I mean, Skip, tell me what the safety's doing. Skip, what is he, he doing? He just didn't get there. He got there. He, he got underneath. He went underneath. He, he's like, like, I don't I don't know if you ever saw the football, actually. I'm yeah. like, bro, what are you doing? So the ball is thrown into the perfect spot, but Skarani's going to go have to go up and snatch it out of the sky, right. and he's going to have to out-muscle the corner mm -hmm. for the ball going to the ground all of which happened. And all of a sudden you look up and say, oh, they're, they're in business now. You, you got to get, you got to, on a, on a big drive, skip a long drive, you got to get a chunk play. You yep. got to get one chunk play. Okay. I don't believe you can nickel and dime your way because you got no timeouts. All right. So now he hits Brown for nine, then he hits Skoranek for another eight. And all of a sudden time is running thin here. Right. So now it's only 10 seconds left. And if we could see the play of the night one more time, and to your point, they are in press man. And Baker says, oh, thank you. I got this. I got to tell you, that's about as good a throw. Oh, no it, It's almost like a fade route throw. And he drops it right down the chimney, dropping that the is. ultimate dime for the clutch game winner. Fans, when you go to the game early and you see the teams warming up, we call that pat and go. That's a pat and go throw. Yep. And to Baker's credit, he was processing quickly enough at that point. He was getting comfortable enough in the offense to actually read it pre-snap where yeah. you say, press man? It's press man. Really? Because obviously, if you just play zone, it's hard, man. Yeah. Because it, against the zone, if you're just protecting the goal line. Thank you. you, you and they just, got no timeout. You just yeah. don't let them out of bounds. They're not going to be able to get another playoff. Yeah. You, you would think not with 10 seconds left. Right. Maybe if you threw a quick out to somebody, right. you could get one more throw. But then you're throwing into zone everywhere. It looks like they got 12 men on the field. But that's why, that's why what's befuddling to me, Skip, is that you want to guard the sideline, and the guy opened the gate and gave him the sideline because if he wanted to run out, yep. he had that. Okay. You don't. You guard the sideline. You never let a guy get outside in a situation like. First of all, you should have never played man. Why the hell are you playing man coverage in that situation?
That's on the defensive coordinator's fault. Okay. Maybe it's because you don't have that much respect for Baker Mayfield. Maybe you think you're just going to light him up by just taking everybody away off the snap because you think that Crosby and Chandler Jones can get home so quickly that just don't even give him any chance. Well, Skip, it looks like they brought a four-man, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think they just brought four-man pressure. I mean, if that's the case, just blow it up. Just come with bomb blitz. Just, hey, I'm throwing everything. Zero yep. blitz. That's what I'm going to do. But I, I don't believe in that situation. I don't believe you play bomb. I believe you play zone coverage. Yep. You guard the sidelines and you tackle the guy in bounds. And I don't believe you're going to be able to get up there and spike it in time, Skip. I don't. Because you're gonna have, you got guys already in the end zone. So how do you get those guys back, get them lined up, all in a matter of 10 seconds? All right. Last quick point, and I'm going to be very objective here because I'm going to criticize Baker. I thought he made one mistake last night, and it was in the post game, when, sitting on the Amazon set to start with and then with the, the bigger media group. Right. Because Michael Smith on Amazon had said before the game and then after the game, he reiter excuse me, reiterated that he talked to a lot of sources in Carolina and some with the Rams who raved about Baker's new maturity. Right. That he's gotten humbled right. and swallowed a lot of pride and that he was a model citizen in Carolina even when he got demoted. Right. Okay. I love that Baker because I think he did need to get humbled some because right. he's been Baker Baker commercial maker instead of <laughs> touchdown maker. And the point is that – all that, volunteering that after the game, you're rubbing their nose in it. You don't, you don't need to do that. What did, if, he, what did if, he say? He said, that I couldn't believe they were impressed, man. Right. Well, you don't, you don't divulge that. Right. Brady would never say that after the game because keep that to yourself. That's TMI. That's right. too much information. But, but Skip, I okay. mean, he's, he's surprised. He's like, wow, y'all got okay. that but, little respect but, but for me. But don't shame them. You beat them. Let it sit. Yeah. Let, it, let it ride because next time you play them, whenever that's going to be, you, you have to be careful because you just, you rub their noses in it after the game. I can't believe you're impressed, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay, that's Baker being a little too cocky, but but now he's playing for a cocky coach right. who is birds of a feather with Baker, and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. Yeah. How how good a fit Baker is going to be longer term for Sean McVay. I, I I I mean, you have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. I was think I was scratching my head. I was like. Why are, Why would you play that cover? Okay, you are, and it's fine for you to say it on Undisputed. It's not that great for him to say it. Just just show a little humility and and be a good winner after what, the you game. You know what, Skip, this is how Brady would have phrased it. They probably would ask uh, uh, Tom, are you surprised that they, they gave you that coverage? Tom would probably say, yeah, I'm a little surprised they played that I, coverage. I don't think it. he would even acknowledge. He, he gives you nothing after yeah. a game. He tries to platitude and cliche you to death until he says, you guys okay? And he exits yeah, stage he go, right. Yeah, he's going to give you a little right. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe. a little surprised. No surprise. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> but anything X's and O's. No, 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 no. Because no, he's no. Belichickian yeah, right that, right? right? But, I mean, I, I, the casual, like, that's man everybody knows. Everybody and knows. Be, and I'm like, why? Skip, but you can't. Press. If you're going to be in a press position, you've got to get hands on the receiver. Because if you don't, he's already going forward. So that means you're going to have to turn and run. So the best thing to do is get your hands on him. If you see Ram, when Jalen Ramsey got in trouble last night with Devontae Adams, yep. he, missed a, he missed the jam. When he got the jam, he was able to force Carter to throw the ball out of bounds. And that's how it is in the NFL. If you miss a jam, these guys are too good. Shake and bake, baby. Hey, shake and whatever. Mm, yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake now, Skip, has a couple of extra days <laughs> to get used to the Rams system. Of course, played last night, Thursday. They don't play again until Monday, December 19th versus Ooh, the Packers. So I bet they don't win that game. Time mm, to absorb we'll this playbook. That. Well, they're, they're terrible. What All you right, saw last night, Skip? Awesome mm. stuff coming mm. up. 
We're going to move into Brady. Can he pull off an upset on the road this weekend? Plus, we're going to get more into Baker. And is he the future in L.A.? Really? All of that and so much more coming up right here on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Road trip for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They're traveling to take on the vaunted 49ers defense Sunday only on Fox. Tampa, a three and a half point underdog, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, does Tom Brady pull this off? He can, but I don't think he will. Uh, And I know it's I mean, I'm picking Brock Purdy, but actually I'm picking the 49ers defense. I just haven't seen enough consistency from the uh, Bucks offense to make me think that they can get to a number that Brock Purdy shouldn't be able to reach also. Um, They're averaging about 18 points a game, and Brock Purdy at home should be able to get at least 19 points in a game. Um, You look at Brady, 14 touchdowns. I mean, he's thrown 16 touchdowns. Six, uh, 31st in yards per attempt, he's 13th in completion percentage. And what he does, he tries to lull you to sleep. It's a lot of swing passes, a lot of screens, a lot of jailbreak screens, bubble screen to the wide receiver. And then if you think he catches you napping, he'll try to shoot uh, uh, Mike Evans deep on you. Or a little Scotty. Or a little Scotty. Yeah, a little Scotty. If Scotty Miller comes in the game, I'm already, my antenna is already I'm just running back. I, I, I'm already thinking he's yeah. trying, they're trying to send him behind me. Mm. Um, the good thing that the 49ers have going against them for them offensively, Skip, is that the Bucs don't turn you over. They're 31st in takeaways. Yep. They only have 11 on the season. But they do a great job of, 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 of limiting your touchdowns once you get into the red zone. They do. They force you to kick field goals. And the longer you can force a team to kick field goals, the more opportunities Brady get a chance to get information. Even though he's not scoring, he's gathering information. He's gathering information. And so now if you mess around late in the ball game when you're only six points or three points ahead, yep. he's collected enough data of what you're wanting to do and what you're trying to do that he normally can get to the end zone and he can end up beating you on a late throw. So I'm going to say the 49 I'm going to say the 49ers won a very very close ball game. I'm going to say they win 20 to 16. 20. 20. 
So you're giving them, Brock Purdy, 20 points against the Bucks defense? Yeah, that's all I, that's all I got for you. Mate, okay. I, I'm hoping he can get 20. Hey, if he can get 20, it'll be like 40. That's what it'll <laughs> it, it, seem like. For and him. By the way, to your point about the Bucks defense this year, there's so many times I, I sit back and, and I think they're just not very good. And then they bend and they bend and right. they don't break. Right. They're classically bending but not breaking. They just don't take the ball away, no, Skip. They, they don't take the ball away. You look at the Eagles, you look at the Cowboys, you look at the defenses at the top, they all do what? Take the ball away. So you can possess the ball against them. Right. You can drive against them, but all of a sudden somebody will make a play late in the drive right. that will thwart the drive right. and keep you to three. That's it. All right. To me, this game has 14 to 13 written all over it. <laughs> And I'm going to say that Brady is going to be the 14. Okay. All those numbers, obviously, I cannot argue with and I cannot defend. But Tom Brady, late in games, has been about as good as anybody playing this year. In fact, I could make a case he's been the best late clutch quarterback. Once again, I'm talking about late game situations against Green Bay, obviously, and then against the Rams. And then here we went against the Saints. But they're all late, late, late. I do like the fact that Todd Bowles did acknowledge X's and O's that, yeah, we're really good in the two-minute because once they go to two-minute and they start going no huddle, it starts to percolate to me. Is it because Brady can call some of his own stuff where he gets in a role in his head where, where he thinks, okay, I got you. I, I, I can, we can get a little momentum here. Well, a lot of times, Skip, in the two-minute, you, you're really basic defensively. You're not getting exotic. Because yeah. they're, they're in a well, hairy tempo. You can't substitute, obviously, right, on right, the fly. Right, right. Okay, so do, do I think we might see some of that early game? I do think we'll right. see some of that, but you made the case. <laughs> your receivers, you, you better start subbing pretty quickly because you're going to be running and you're, you're like running sprints. Exactly, and you can't sub. So once you start subbing, now the defense, the umpire is going to stand over the ball he and he'll let the defense sub also. So that's what Tom wants to do. Tom doesn't really want to sub, Skip, but you're at, because he knows that, you know what, if I keep this hurry up, y'all going to stay basic. Y'all, not, y'all can't get exotic. Okay. What is Tom Brady up against his biggest challenge of the year? Because as you and I have spoken all week, this is the best defense in pro football, slightly better than my defense, mm-hmm. my Dallas Cowboys defense. They are number one in points allowed. They are number one against the rush, and now they're going up against the Buccaneers who are dead last in rushing the football. Yes. I do like what I see from Rashad White. He obviously caught the little touchdown pass that won the game mm-hmm. the other day. I, I, I like his swerve. I, I like his athletic ability. I, I like his explosiveness. And yet, in the end, I like playoff Lenny. And he seems to be getting a little healthier now. And so the one-two punch of them, you're, you're going to have to establish something here or you're going to have no, no shot, right. even though you're going up against a defense that is, man, it's soundproof, man. Yeah. You, you, you just can't penetrate this defense. The pass rush is sensational. And I'm going to remind you, Brady's offensive line is down four Pro Bowl players from who started last year because obviously Ryan Jens is gone and Allie Pet retired. And um, who's the other one went to? Kappa, uh, Kappa went to the Bengals. And Tristan Wirfs is still game timey. You know, they're saying right. maybe, but it sounds doubtful that yeah, he's going to play. Yeah, I don't know if you really want him on one leg out there against Nick Bosa. No, you, you don't. <laughs> okay, so. It's a makeshift offensive line. It's a lot of backups. It's subs. It's people who don't have long-term NFL futures going against the best pass rusher. And I'm acknowledging that at this moment, he's playing at a slightly higher level than my old Micah 11 from heaven is, right? Okay, so I think we both agree Brady is up against it. 
All right. So he now, loves being in this moment, though, Skip. He loves He, loves, it. he hears everybody say, okay. we ain't got no chance. We okay. ain't got no chance. I, I got it. And I'm with you. So I read this quote yesterday, and if you will suffer me this, I'm going to read it one more time mm -hmm. because it's the essence of what's about to happen in my point of view. And I think it's been underplayed this week about what happened between him and the Shanahans and your coach, Mike, and son, Kyle. Mm -hmm. They've had two chances with Brady knocking on their door saying, let me come home and finish with the team I grew up loving. He, right. he grew up in San Mateo, which is kind of halfway in between Candlestick, where the 49ers used to play, and down at, what do they call it now? Levi. Uh, Levi, which is to the south, Santa Clara. So the, the point is, he, he asked after the Patriots pushed him out the back door, mm -hmm. could I come home? And then he asked this past offseason when he quote-unquote retired, the first thing he asked was, would you guys let me come back at least for a year or two? And he got big no's both times. So this is a quote that he gave to Jim Gray on XM Radio. They were doing a, a public, uh, what, what do you call it, a town hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is Tom Brady. There's private things for me that are going to remain motivational for me. They know who they are. It's fine. Everyone has a choice to choose. I think what you realize is there's not as many smart people as you think. That's just the reality. I think it'd be a no-brainer if you said, hey, you got a chance to get Wayne Gretzky on your team, or you got a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. No, thanks. We're good. In my mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, let me go show those teams what they're missing. At the same time, let me prove to the team that did bet on me and the team that really showed they really wanted me and committed to me that I'm not going to let them down. Essence of what's about to happen. Yeah. He wants to go home where he wanted a fairy tale ending, and the closest he's going to get to a fairy tale ending in San Francisco is to go win this game right. against all odds. Well, Skip, the thing is, he said Gretzky, and he named some great names. Yeah, yep. everybody was lining up to get the Edmonton Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. I don't know if everybody was lining up to get the L.A. King okay. Wayne Gretzky. You, you, everybody would have been lining up to get the Jordan in 98 yes. after he's a three-peat. I don't know if they were lining up to get the Washington Wizards, okay. Michael Jordan. But in his head, right. he think, he's thinking, I'm still Tom Brady, right. and this is back after right. the Patriots, where and and as we all know, right. in the pandemic year, he goes down to the sucking ears, right. the, the worst franchise in the history of sports right. and in overall winning percentage, and turns them into a championship. But, team. Skip, I, but I mean, but you think about it though, Skip. And I know he's Tom Brady, and he had done what he had done. But it's just hard to believe that you're like 20 years that a guy can play for another three, four years at the level that we've enjoyed him playing at 15 or 16 years. Skip, there are not very many people that go say, yeah, yeah, sign me up for that. Okay. I was bullish on it. I, I was even banging the table for my Cowboys when it looked like Dak and Jerry had gone sideways. Yeah, and they're not going to do it. And the reason the Shanahan's didn't do it is number one, what you said. Well, they just think, not that he's washed, but right. he's on the downside. Right. He doesn't have enough left to take us to the promised land. And they would have been wrong about that because I think he would have. But where they are right about it is they would have to cede control to Tom Brady. They would, and, and, and it's what they do. It's who they are. Right. The fabric of the Shanahan's is what you grew up in. It's that offense that they teach, that they coach, that, that they strategize as well as anybody in the game. Right. 
the way they do business right. is they run the football very creatively. Yes. Right? Yes. And they will run it down your throats. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more finesse running to me where you can mix and match. It's it's more of cogs. You can put – it seems like every other week another running back gets hurt. And here's somebody we've never heard of. Oh, and he gets 120 yards. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the way they did it. How did you go win a Super Bowl? Terrell Davis was a sixth-round sixth round pick. pick also, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. But if you look at the guys that we had in the offense, you look at Cleveland Gary, he rushed for 1,200 yards. Okay. Ruben Jones rushed for 1,200 okay. yards. Mike Anderson rushed for 1,500 yards. It, but the thing is, Skip, yeah, if you look at what 49ers had. They had Breeder. They had Moster. They had Jeff Wilson. They have a Wil- excuse me, Junior. So basically, you don't plug anybody. That's why they don't take uh, running backs with high draft picks. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we get anybody. This system, what we do, Hey, we don't need no first fucker round draft pick. Now they right. do get it traded for Christian McCaffrey. They did because he can do he do a he lot does of a different lot of things. stuff. Okay, and and they knew him because his <laughs> he, father played with around, you. He was around all the time. Okay, so they, <laughs> it, it's something you know yeah. where you say he's yeah. a great kid. Yes, because they, they they knew him when he was a little kid. Right. They watched him grow up, and he went to Stanford, and he he has roots in in the Bay Area. Yeah. So it was a beautiful move for them, and I'm sure it's it's going to pay off. Yes. But the point is that that Brady goes psycho Tom on these things because a motivation like this is exactly what he needs to go out there and try to win a game against all odds. In fact, I'm actually surprised it's only three and a half. The 49ers are only favored by three and a half. When I was, try- I tell you, I try to guess the spreads, yeah. and I thought it'd be five. I think it would have probably been a little higher had Jimmy G been in. Maybe. I think they're giving well, Brady. Well, it's a Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah, story. yeah. I think I, that- I got it, but they're still loaded. But, but think about it, good. The home team normally gives three. Yeah, so, so they're only getting three. So they're ba- it's, it's, it's a half, right. right? So basically, I believe it might have been three and a half, maybe four, had uh, uh, Jimmy G would been in the starting lineup. But you're saying, hold on, that is still Tom Brady now. We 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 know what he's okay, capable of. So there's of. some respect for oh, that. Absolutely. And, and I think there's still some respect for the Bucs as a football yeah, team. Yeah, you bet. You'd be foolish not to respect them, right? Because like I said, that defense is going to keep them. The question is, can the defense keep them in games long enough? Yeah. If you remember, Skip, like the game got away from Kansas City. Yeah. Defense comes. In, I mean, next. I mean, Mahomes was just going up and down the field. But all the other games, the Steelers, it still came down to a two point conversion you to tie this thing up. Yeah. It came down late into the ball game, so their defense will keep them in. They'll force you to keep kicking field goals or they'll blitz, uh, uh, get, kick to take you out of field goal range, make you to punt it. And the next thing you know, you're like, well, damn. Yeah. You look up and here come Tom Brady with a chance to beat you. That is correct. I told you I've watched a whole lot of Brock Purdy. He won't embarrass you. He, he won't muck it up. Right. He, he, he won't unravel in a game like this. He'll play about as well as you could expect a seventh-round draft pick to play. He'll be okay. Right. And, and he could play well enough for you to win this game, mm-hmm. mostly because he's going to be handing the ball off a whole lot. But if I'm Tampa, what am I going to do, Skip? I'm going to force you to – no, i got to stop sure, the run. You, you have to. I want to put – I'm going to see if you can replicate what you did last week by throwing the ball and making getting some of those completions against the Dolphins. Okay. I can't let you run – First of all, you don't want them to run the ball skill because you don't want them to possess it and keep Brady off the field. Because if they run the football, that means Tom doesn't have the ball. I want Tom to have the ball because your defense doesn't produce points like the Eagles, like the Cowboys. If you could produce points, take the ball away, scoop and score, pick sixes, I got no problem. But your defense is not like that. You only have 11 takeaways on the whole season. The whole season. I believe that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. will play his best game of the season. Will it be good enough against this defense? 
I point out to you again, <laughs> Jarrett Bell had a piece in USA Today two days ago right. in which the great Ronnie Lott, ex-49er, was comparing this defense, and you thought, this is crazy, but, but he was comparing it to the Steel Curtain Steelers of the 70s, to the 85 Bears, and to Lawrence Taylor's New York football Giants defense. <laughs> he said it's all of that caliber. It has that kind of a ceiling to it. Well, if Brady gets sacked eight times, obviously – they're no, they're no. going to lose and 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 he can't with at 45. He yeah, can't he take gets that sacked kind of eight thing. times. I'm not so sure he's going to be playing next week. That is correct, and that's not what he wants. No. So we're going to see a lot of dirt balls where he just has to throw it away. You're going to see Brady getting the ball out of his hand extremely quick. Yep. You're going to see a lot of uh, smoke screens, a lot of bubble screens. You, you're a, right. A, yeah, he skip. He, yeah, you don't drop back in five the five step drops and let Bosa and Armstead, Ekebon, those guys get closer and closer and touch it. He get, he's getting the ball out of his hand quick. You know, he, he's the master of the screen. They, nobody has thrown more screens in their lifetime than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's probably thrown more screens in five years than any other quarterback has okay. in their entire career. I will agree, and I do think there's some art to throwing a screen. Yeah, yeah. setting it up yeah. and, and dropping it softly yes. where it's supposed to be. Yeah, the back, needs right? to, the back can't get out. Skip, there's a, there's a, a mesh point yep. where he has to be. Give the blockers a chance to pick people off. Yep. He can't, and he can't be too close because the guy jump up and knock the ball down. So you got to be far enough behind the defender, but you can't get outside because somebody come from the outside and get you. Okay, so I'm going 14 to 13, 14 to 13. Tampa Bay on a late Brady touchdown drive a la Rams, a la Saints. Wow. And well, you we, got, what did you say, 20 to 16? 20 to 16. Okay. Yeah. It's on Fox. Got it written yeah. down, guys. Yeah. 425 Eastern this Sunday, mm -hmm. only on Fox. All right, gentlemen, just two days, 48 hours after Baker Mayfield joined the Rams in L.A. Woo. He was placed in last night's game against the Raiders, and he sparkled. Baker led a 16-3 fourth quarter comeback to stun the Raiders. Shannon, is Baker Mayfield the future of the L.A. Rams? Nobody's taking Baker Mayfield over healthy Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford just took this team to a Super Bowl just last year. Skip, last night was the movie, I don't know if you remember, with Greg Kinnear and Jack Nicholson. As good as it gets. Mm. That was it. That was it? That was it. Period. End of yeah, story. That's it. The adrenaline the, the, after this, the thrill is gone. Mm. It, we, we saw what happened with the Colts. They came out and did a number on, uh, did a number on um, uh, uh, the Raiders. Mm. How they been looking lately? Mm. That's it. No, Skip, he, Skip, we know he's a placeholder till Matt. So in other words, you said after they just gave Matthew Stafford a new deal, three years, 90-plus million dollars, does he know what? We like what we saw from Baker. We're mm. moving on from you, Matthew Stafford. We're going to turn the reins over to Baker Mayfield. He's a placeholder. Mm. You know that. I know that. I don't know that. Tell me when it's my turn. It's not your turn. Mm. I, Skip, I, look, I, I give him credit. What he did last night, I mean, Baker Mayfield, first two drives, he was three or four, 65 yards. Uh, a field goal, they fumble. The middle of the game, he was 3 of 10 for 20 yards. Drive in the half, punt, punt, missed field goal. Then the last two drives, he was 16 of 21, 145 game winning touchdown. Give him credit. But last night, Skip, as great as you said he played, he still only had a 59 QBR. It wasn't like he was 80. 60. Oh, no, we round So now we round it up. Well, so now we round it up. Yeah. Well, you're rounding <laughs> down. <laughs> okay. Even with that, he, you know what? He did raise his QBR to 23. Mm-hmm. He raised it up to 23. That's still six points behind Davis Mills. Mm. <laughs> He's still six points behind Davis Mills. Mm. Skip, why do you do this? I'm, I'm not, I haven't spoken you, you, yet. But, I, but I'm saying you do this. Mm. You talk about is he the future mm -hmm. of who, of what? Mm. 
Want me to tell you? I mean, he got a future. Rock, Rock mm. got a league coming out pretty soon. Mm. Oh, you can go to the USFL. We can, mm. Don't we start kicking that off in uh, April? Yeah. Or how about the fan control league? No, 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 no. He a little above that. Shannon, you have missed the boat once again on Baker Mayfield. So he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams next year. Long term, he will be. But here's the first point you're missing. Matt Stafford had a serious spinal injury. He's had concussions. He's got a neck problem. He got his ring. He's got wife and kids. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to play. In no. fact, there's a chance he won't play next year. There's a chance. You no, know, no. What you, you want him to like, oh, man, he's got his ring. You got money. You got a wife and kids to think about. And I'm sure he and Kelly are sitting around. They're going to discuss this. But I still don't see Baker Mayfield as being the option. Okay. So here's the point. Matt Stafford is 34, and two months from now he'll be 35. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is 27, so he's about seven years and two months younger than Matt Stafford. So he's still got a lot of football ahead of him, if you so choose to, ha- to make Baker Mayfield your future. What did I learn last night about Baker and Sean McVay? I didn't know this story that they had on Amazon Prime last night. I think Kirk Herbstreit brought it up, or it came up in their pre-meeting with, right. the, with the team. Sean McVay was on a flight, a Southwest Airlines flight of all flights, going from LAX to Indianapolis for Baker's combine. Right. And Baker was on said flight. Right. And when McVay saw him, he, he waved him over and asked the guy next to him, could we trade places here? And Baker sat for three and a half hours next to Sean McVay. And according to McVay and Baker, they clicked. No surprise to me. What was their biggest topic? Well, they both like to talk ball. That's what but Baker's a, he, he is a ball player. That's what he wants to do. He wants to play football and talk football. Mm-hmm. He does have a high IQ, and they are birds of a feather because they both have a little Hollywood in them. They've both done commercials. Now, McVeigh's in a bunch of commercials just like Baker yeah. is, right? And they both have a little bit of that sort of cocky front runner in them in a, in a good way. I'm not, that's not a negative. And Baker said the main topic of conversation was Lincoln Riley because McVeigh wanted to know what's he all about? Right. What does he do? Because he obviously runs a system that produces Heisman Trophy winners and tomorrow we may get, all, uh, get a new one, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, and Caleb Williams. It sounds like it <laughs> yeah, is. It's the odds on yeah. favorite, yeah. right? And, unless there's some shock out of yeah, nowhere. it definitely be a shock. Okay, so the point is, Baker Mayfield finally, fatefully connected with one guy who believes in Baker Mayfield. He's not had one coach who loved and believed in him like Sean McVay does since Lincoln Riley. Because remember, Baker said last night, he said, why, why could I adapt so quickly to all this new terminology? He said, do, do you remember? I had four coordinators in four years in Cleveland. Correct. Then he had a fifth in Carolina. And guess who it was? It was Ben McAdont. And, <laughs> and I got no respect for him. He, he seems a little goofy to me. He, I, I don't know. And I don't think Baker ever connected with him. Right. There was no love there. There was no Because Baker is different. He's against all odds. He's a watch this kind of guy. And so is Sean McVay, right? Okay. Because of that, they are a good click together. And McVay was giddy last night. He was about as giddy as he was that day against Brady when Deshaun caught that touchdown pass, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and ran up the tunnel. And McVay ran all the way up the tunnel after Yeah, he was giddy, Skip, because he was tired of losing. I think they had, what, lost six straight? Six. Yeah. Six in a row. Everybody was giddy. You see how everybody was uh, hugging Baker like he had just won the NFC Championship? Okay. So what did Baker also divulge? He said that 
once it was approaching waiver wire time after he and Carolina had, had agreed to part ways, so he's going to hit the waiver wire, he said, I went ahead and booked a flight to L.A. because I knew what I thought was going to come down. Right. Well, the Rams had the fourth claim because right. they have the fourth worst record at right. this point. And he just he said, I booked the flight because I trusted that, that Sean was going to take me. Right. And he did. Right. And, and again, he was the only one who put a claim. Okay, in. He was the only one who put a claim in. The, you, you should take that to your bank yeah. because he want, obviously right now they got just two. You, you say Baker's just a guy. The, the just the guys are Wolford and Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. OK. So all the way, uh, although Perkins is the nephew of the great Don Perkins, who ran for my Dallas Cowboys back. I don't know if you remember him, but he was a great running back back in the 60s. But the point is that that Baker went to a guy who was clamoring for him, who was just hoping that nobody else would claim him so that he could get him for the last five games I, and be able to work with I him. I think the thing is, Skip, but the Rams situation was the most dire because you look at the quarterback situation, Stafford was out, Perkins is a uh, both guys are street free agents, and he's like, well, you know what? Here's a guy that has played in the league. He has yeah. played some good football. I mean, at, even at his worst, he's better than those two guys that they already okay. had on the roster. But, but Sean McVay has closely followed Baker's career, and he knows that he beat Joe Burrow three times with QBRs that averaged 93. That's pretty good. He knows that he beat uh, the Baltimore Ravens when they were dominating the division three different times he beat him. For, uh, well, he beat him three times with the yards I've told you before mm -hmm. against the Ravens. He threw for 376, 343, 342, and 342. Those are four games against the Ravens in his tenure in Cleveland. So he has ability that's proven, and McVay says, I can work with that. So what, what happened? I kept beating the desk over here when he was at Carolina. What does Baker do underrated best? He, he rolls out. Right. He, he's best on the run. He, he was doing some Matt Stafford-esque, you know, some sidearm well, throws well, on the run. He's best on the run because now he can see the field. He I mean, can he's see. A small I, guy. I totally <laughs> agree. I agree. But I'm not saying he's Lamar, but he yeah. has some athletic ability. Yeah, he he's does. not yeah. a statue. Yeah. He's, no. not, he's no. not stuck in the pocket. Right. So he can move a little bit. And once he gets out and starts to move, he's one of those guys who can see the field even better on the move because, to your point, you got a vantage point at six foot one, but he also enjoys that that the competitive edge of getting out on the. Now you're forcing the defense to make moves and make plays. Correct. And all the Rams after the game were just raving about what a competitor he is. Okay, so w w what do he and Sean share? It, it's it's a spirit thing. It's that Pied Piper thing. It's that spark. He said, "What did Sean say when when he claimed him? He said we needed a spark, and Baker's a guy with spark to right. him." Okay. Well, he is. So he comes in as as a guy who can ignite, who can lead, and he's best when he's front running. When you get on a roll like they did in 2020, because the team will rally behind that. What did I tell you about Carolina? you got to win game number one. And he was really good in the fourth quarter. You can't take it away. The fourth quarter of the opener against his right. ex-Browns right. at Carolina. Right. He throws for 155 in the fourth quarter. It was kind of like last night and brings them all the way back to a 24-23 to 23 lead. And then they got two horrendous non-calls, right. one bad call and one non-call. And it took a 58-yard field goal, and they lost. Well, if they lost the game last night, we wouldn't be having as much of a conversation. I think the thing is, Skip, that that – not the last drive, but the last the, the drive that got them back in the ball game. I think that gave them confidence and started to zap some of the confidence. The Raiders started to question themselves, like, damn, are we about to lose another game? We, I mean, we had a big lead. We, we were in complete control of this ball game yep. until the last four minutes of the ball game. 
Now, you get a first down, you're probably going to win this ball game. Yep. But to their credit, give, hey, give the Rams credit. They, they kept fighting. The one thing I can say about the Rams, Gil, they kept fighting last night. They have nothing to play for. They're not going to the playoffs. Mm -mm. They're down their best. Their, best their, their quarterback is out. Their best receiver is out. Uh, uh, Aaron Donald is out. Ashawn Robinson is out. But they're still fighting. Give them credit. There's something to be said because I've been on teams and I've been around teams and seen teams. They shut it down. Okay. You give them somebody to get a lead on, like, man, we, man, I ain't finna get hurt. I ain't finna do have no offseason surgery and all kind of bull jive. But give the Rams credit. I will give them that. They kept fighting last night, and that's a testament to Sean McVay, uh, Raheem Moore, uh, Morris, that, and B-Wag, Ram. They kept on defense. They okay. kept fighting. So my final point is the reason I believe there's a, a great shot that Baker will be the future. I don't know what Matt Stafford's future. Obviously, if he comes back completely healthy and happy and wants to keep going, then he's obviously the yeah. guy. I mean, all he did is win the Super Bowl last <laughs> yeah. year. Okay, I got that. But – the click between Sean McVay and Baker, I think, will even extend to off the field because both their wives are highly publicized wives because they've been in the spotlight. Right. And I think they'll click and, and they'll be going to dinner together. And I think there'll be a closeness there where Baker will feel wanted and believed in in ways he wasn't in Cleveland or Carolina. Did you see Baker being a backup there? Yeah, I could see him being an understudy. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if he thought there's a chance at some point in the next year or two, three, whatever, right. that I get a shot. Again, he's only 27. Right. Sure. W could he be groomed as the next guy? Yeah, sure. He could. He has that kind of patience or does he want to start right now? I, I think don't know. I, I do think he's been humbled and, and there's a new level of maturity in him. And I think being around Sean would, would be stimulating enough to hit for him mentally that, and psychologically that he'd tough it out. I, I think he might have been humble, but hey, I still want to start. Okay, I, I, I understand, you know, I, I'll be a less, I'll be less boisterous, I'll be less in your face, but I still want to start. I don't know, just me? I thought Matt Stafford looked a little shook up at the end of the game, just a little bit. Like, what just happened? I mean, Skip, the man, you, you just said the man dealing with spinal stuff and neck and all kinds of concussions. Mm-hmm. He is. Give the no. man a break. No, I'm, I'm giving him a break, but I, I think... The door just got opened. Really, Skip? I really believe that. Again, it's fit. This is a fit for Baker Mayfield. Much to your chagrin, it's a fit. This man just, you just told me Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl okay, last no, year. No, he did. I'm just saying sooner maybe than later is it's, it's destiny. It is not. Yeah. As good as it gets. It started on that Southwest Airlines flight. And why they were flying Southwest, I don't know. But they did. So God, good why are you late? It'll huh? be cheap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I will say when they flew me, I flew Delta. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if Southwest was in existence back in, when I went to the car by the 90. No? I don't know. How long has Southwest been around? Have they been around 32 years? Well, I don't it know. It seems like they've been around. Have I used they? to fly them out of Dallas, but they, they started remember, in Now, Dallas. Eastern and Continental. Was was airlines along with obviously Delta United and American, but what, Continental and Southwest Eastern around in the eighties. I don't. Maybe it was. Skip. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't fly to Savannah. I know I flew Southwest from Love right, Field to Houston. Our airline times. reviews <laughs> for another show, guys. Yeah. Certainly, Sean McVay waxed poetic about Baker last night. His leadership, his resiliency, his competitiveness. We'll see what he looks like versus the Packers in about 10 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A real OBJ Watch continues, gentlemen. <laughs> Did Odell hint about where he might sign Ooh. last night? We'll explain what OBJ said on the other side of this break.
When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. While watching Bakers come back with the Rams last night, Odell Beckham Jr. was on the shop. He was asked about where he would sign, of course. While talking about the Giants, OBJ said, quote, I don't feel like Saquon Barkley and I got to do what we were supposed to do. Hmm. Shannon, is this a clue? What do you read into this? What I'm trying to, I think this is Odell trying to drive the price up. And I'm trying to figure out what is it that he and Odell, uh, uh, Saquon, didn't get, y'all didn't get to party enough, hang out in New York. I mean, you think you're about to win a championship with, with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones was 4-12 in 2019 as a rookie. He was 6-10 in, 20, in 2020. He's 4-13. He's 7-4-1. Daniel Jones has 56 touchdowns, 33 career interceptions. Now, Odell knows he has a better chance to win the Super Bowl if he goes to the Cowboys. Dak has 13 touchdown passes. Daniel Jones has 11. Dak missed five games. Josh Allen has 25 touchdowns. Mm. Daniel Jones has 11. That's double. So Odell knows... He has a better chance to win, even if it's not this year, long-term with those two organizations. But if I'm looking at it, man, I done told my knee twice in the last two years. Yep. I don't know how many times that they're going to keep on giving me money if I keep coming off injuries. Good point. If I get an opportunity to go make some bread, mm-hmm. okay, the Giants going to give me $20 million. The Cowboys are only offering me $6 million with incentives. Where do you think I'm going? Mm. So it's a no-brainer for me, and I thought he was going at least to pee. let look, I want a good fit. I want a chance to win. First thing I did my what, Skip? Money. So if I'm looking at it, if, I, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly, mm. I'm like, okay, no. And the injury history, like you said, I'm 30. I ain't 22, 23. No. I'm 30. And teams looking at they already how they look at people with guys, especially skill position other than quarterback, in yep. their 30s. Yep. Two ACL injuries. I've had hernia surgery. I've had a broken ankle. Had a play. Hey, I ain't got no problem with it. But I think that's. I, I think listening, listening to him say that, I think it clarified a lot of things. Not only in everybody else's mind, but in his mind also. Okay. He did preface that remark by saying, "Don't make too much of this," but and then he went into that. 
you, you know him better than I do, mm -hmm. but I closely observe him from a distance. I've sparred with him on social media, but I don't know Odell. Right. But it just seems like he and Saquon are really close. Yeah. Like maybe he's as close to Saquon as to anybody. Probably. I, I, it feels like right. that. And they are off-season workout partners, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there have been many a day in some weight room or on some treadmill somewhere where they have reminisced about, you know, it's just too bad right. that, that we didn't get to finish what right. we thought we were starting, right? Right. right. Well, to your point, it's just idealistic because, okay, the, then what happened? You, you're, <laughs> you know, not, like, you're not about to have a trip like the Cowboys. No. This is not Emmett, Michael Irvin, and Troy no. Aikman. No. So if you think that's what this reunion and you're going to rekindle that, that's not it. It's not going to happen. Maybe if they'd both come along with earlier Eli at yeah. some point, yeah. maybe. Now, now you're okay. on to something. All right, and maybe if you had Strahan and company across the defensive yeah. front, now you're on to something, yeah, right? Okay. We'll see it took. Okay, yeah. all right. So just for the record, yesterday I did hear from a guy who is fairly close, I, I think very close, to Saquon, I mean to Saquon, to Odell. Odell. And said guy told me that Odell is still very concerned about the knee, that at, at some points during the day it, it just gets yeah. stiff and sore. You yeah. know how it feels. Oh, yeah, of course. And, 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 and he gets a little limpy just walking on mm -hmm. it. So he's fearful that it's never going to quite be right and bounce completely back to the point that he's not completely convinced he can even play at all. He needs more time to let it sort out. It's, it's what Kawhi Leonard's going through. He'll right. come back and try to play a game, and he'll last and X minutes, and then he's sore, and then he's scared. And then it's like, I don't know. Am I ever going to be able to do this again? Well, Skip, you know, I just I had two hip. Yeah, you did. Two hips replaced. And after PT, man, I feel good. You know, I go into PT, and after they done worked me and tugged on my hip and had me squatting and lunging, man, I wake up the next day and say, man, I don't know if I need to do that because I hurt worse after PT than I did before I went in there. Good point. So now, Kawhi playing. He's like, man, the knee feel good. Ooh, I'm going to get out there and play. And then I go out there and play 20 minutes like, well, damn. Maybe I need to stop playing on the knee. Odell is probably saying the same thing. Skip after rehab, after, you know, lunging and running on the treadmill. You're like, man, this thing hurting. And so maybe he needs more time. Maybe he needs to get it wrapped his mind and say, you know what? Let me go ahead and take the Let me go ahead and take this off. Instead of, you know, try, trying to force somebody to give me six, eight, ten million dollars, and I'm, you know, and I'm not gonna be ready to go to, to January. Let me go ahead and take. December, January, February, March, to get this knee hundred as, as, as close, close to 100% as, as I possibly can, yeah. and then let them come back and test the knee. And, I'll have a little bit more confidence in the knee. And to reiterate, this is the second major surgery yeah. on the same knee. Yes, yes. Man, it's hard. Yeah. But I, I don't got no problem with Odell want money, because yeah. I tell guys all the time, if you've already got a ring, uh, you can't you can't sleep in that ring. You can't eat that ring. You can't send the kids to private school with that <laughs> ring. Now, if you could, you not means you're not gonna have it because you had to pawn it. Mm. So go ahead and get that money. And if you 30, as get the money, get yeah. the money. I ain't giving no discounts. Mm -mm. They don't do that because once you give a discount, that's what Tom Brady skip. Uh, I got it. Once you give a discount, what does everybody want? Skip discount. Even Tampa got Tampa. The Tampa like Tommy. You've been giving New England discount for 18 years. Don't come in here and hit us over the head. He gave them a discount. He did. <laughs>
but he was doing it to maximize his ability to win championships because that was going to make more money for him in his mind than just the money they could pay him in salary. Right. I mean, that looked that the uh, the defense was already under contract. Now I, I get it for the following year when you had to do Shaq Barrett and a couple of those guys. You wanted to bring some of those guys, but Chris Godwin and those, those things of that nature, Skip. Yeah. But if I, I don't know, Skip, it's just that this late in the season. Um, five weeks away, that means you have it. I mean, you're, like, really pushing it. I mean, you're pushing. Now, he said five weeks, Skip. That means you got to push it with no setbacks. With no setbacks. Mm. I don't know, Skip. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I've really never been in a situation like this. I broke my collarbone. I didn't play anymore that season. And by the time free agency hit, it was 100% healed. Mm. I felt really, really good. But, but that wasn't a knee. Collarbones are healable. Yeah, they yeah. Are. But that's that's not a knee skill. No. There was no – I had to run. Play. I wasn't running on my my, my arm. So, but it, that, that knee, Odell, everything Odell does is about quickness. Everything. It's about suddenness. It's about yep. in and out transitioning. And he, do, he could do that as well as anybody ever. If he's not 100% sure in that knee – I just don't know how he does. I don't, I don't know. I don't see him. If he's not, if he's uncertain, and I don't know. I mean, you say you have to talk to someone close. Yeah. If he's uncertain, there's no way. Because you, Skip, you know the one thing that that that, that football players, especially football players, you have to go out the field. I don't rethink. I, I never thought I was gonna get hurt on the football field. Because if you thought that, you're gonna get hurt. It's just like standing around. The harder you play, the less like you're gonna be loafing and standing around, and something get you get clipped. Absolutely. So. I, I, I hope he doesn't go out there feeling this way. I would like to see him get that knee 100% healthy because I still believe Odell got great ball in him. I still believe he can still go contribute and help somebody win, get to that ultimate destination. Because I saw it last year. I know he still has that in him. Well, I saw Jerry Rice and Tim Brown in their late 30s still contributing. Jerry was still contributing Man, at 40. Skip, you, I think, was that us? I think Jerry might have tore his knee in 97, first game of the season, and came back and caught two touchdowns against us during the season. During the in season. a Monday night game. Yep. But, but, but Jerry was different. Adrian Peterson is different. Okay, Everybody can't go. Rod Woodson yeah, is different. Woody, Woody tore his knee he and came it. back in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Every, 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 you're right. Everybody can't do that. But I just, I just want, I just want the man to get healthy because I still believe he can play at a high level. Yeah. Will he ever be what he was his first four years in the in the Giants? I don't know. I just know he can contribute and he can still make plays. Yep. He might not be a solid number one, but I believe he can be a two, a solid, a great two. I got it. So I got caught up in the hysteria, the emotion of come save the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, come be the good luck charm, the ca Super Bowl catalyst for the Cowboys, put them over the top, but over the hump. Need that skill. Okay, well, for a while, it just felt right. right. Like, we got Odell, and you don't. Right. You know, that sort of idea, and I think Jerry wanted to send that message to the locker room, and then he came in for his medicals, right. and the, they, he didn't work out, he didn't run, right. which concerned Jerry that he wouldn't, right. and yet the docs are putting hands on, moving yeah. the knee around, and it's it's just not that stable right. at this point. Right. And they're like, Jerry, I don't know about right. this. Right. And and it became more and more doubtful he could contribute now. And and all that locker room wanted, that Dallas locker room, was now. And and, and even Dak, I think I read something where Dak says, yeah. I still believe he can help us. Yeah. Like he, and, and he did. He said that yesterday. He but can. I think he's being but nice. I but, but I don't know if he can help you in, in his current state. No. You need you need the Odell that, that that arrived at the Rams in the last four or five games that he played. 
You need that Odell. Yeah, that Odell could absolutely help you. I don't know if the Odell in his current state, yeah. I don't know what he provides. And, and again, through that year, he, he played football the whole year, yes. half for Cleveland and yes. half for the Rams. Yes. yes, And then by playoff time, he was ready to rock. Right. And it skipped me. Remember he, when he had that, it still took him some time. He missed the first two games, and it was still yep. he had to build yep. to get to where he's like, okay, I trust his knee. I can still plant, cut, you know, the suddenness that I, that I need to have. But I just hope he makes the best decision. So do I. OBJ watch continues. And, guys, hopefully, if not this season, next season he can be. A oh, yeah, he'd definitely be ready somebody. to rock and roll next season. All right, moving on, guys. Are the Texans going to prove to be a trap game for Skips Cowboys? This spread is incredible. We're going to dive into that in just a moment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Skips Cowboys, massive. 17 and a half point favorites against the Texans. That's according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. It is by far the largest spread of this season, with the next contest only being 14 points. Shannon, prediction time. What do you think the final score is? A whole lot to a few. Mm. Skip, the Cowboys haven't lost their home <laughs> since week one. The Houston Texans haven't played a one-score game since week 10, and they've lost seven straight. They're one of two teams that have mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So with that being said, and now they've just gone back to Davis Mills. Yep. After they've tried Kyle Allen, maybe they should try, you know, maybe they should combine their names and can get a decent quarterback out of the two. Look, I think the only thing that Houston Texans are looking forward to now is the number one overall draft pick. Mm. And it looked like that's probably going to be Bryce Young. They're in the market for a quarterback. And so hopefully it works out well for them. But if you look at what the Texans, they average 15 points a game, 31st. Uh, nothing, nothing says that this game should be close. And so I went with a big monster score. I went 38 to 10, the Cowboys. I said they would win by at least 21. They should win by at least 21. Uh, the, I mean, pff, Cleveland, they lost to Cleveland 27-14, 30-15 in Miami, 23-10 to Washington, 24-16. So that was the one-score game, 29-17 to the, uh, the Eagles. And you look at the Cowboys, what they score, 54, 28, 40. They lost in overtime to the Packers, 31, 28, and they dropped 49 bomb on the Chicago head. So one thing we know about them, they can score. One thing we also know about their defense, they take the ball away. They do. And they, they score when they take the ball away from you. They normally score or they set the, uh, the, their offense up in great field position. I'm saying 38 to 10, Dak and Cooper Rush gets a quarter, at least a quarter, to a quarter and a half a play. Cooper Rush gets to play. Cooper Rush gets to play. He's the light of play. You don't know like you know like homecoming. You know how homecoming, you win the game, you empty the bitch, yeah. hey, son, get in there. Really? Like, Coach B, yeah, get in there, son. Really? And don't F it up. <laughs> so it sounds like you're seeing the light on my Dallas Cowboys. Skip this thing, skip. It's a bright light. Skip. The Houston Texans have already been mathematically eliminated from the playoff. What you want me to do? By the way, I know what I think they should have done. What? They should have claimed Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Am I right? Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, 
Kyle Allen, Davis Mills, well, Baker Mayfield. Well, because theoretically, well, they do have a worse record. So That's yeah, what I'm they, saying. They, they, they could have claimed him and had him. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I'm sure could've. Baker's very happy they didn't claim him because he'd much better be a Ram than a yeah. Texan. Yes, Although absolutely. Baker did grow up in Austin, Texas, so he is a Texas kid and started out at Texas I Tech. I don't want my family and friends to come see me play for the with <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Y'all stay away. So, Shannon Sharp, yes. would you believe that your score is exactly my score? Really? I got 38 to 10, but I told you yesterday. Yesterday, I got Cowboys by 28 yeah. in this game, and so I thought I'd give Houston a little bit of respect because that little running back's right. shifty and tough and runs stronger than he's he, he he runs bigger than he is to me. And so, will they figure out how to win 10, uh, score 10? You know why I gave him 10? Because I figured that going that going to throw a pick or he, he going to throw the ball. He might. Okay, I'll give you that. So. But I'm going to give my team 38. <laughs> exactly. And to your point. 14 takeaways over the last six games. That will work. That's how you win playoff uh -huh. games. That's how you win NFC championship games. That's even possibly how you win Super Bowls, as yeah. you know. Yeah. My team is on a scoreboard rocking roll. Yeah. That, that's what it is because it will explode on people. And I don't have any fear of this being, as Jen pointed out, a potential trap game because – I think they'll just go out and do what they've been doing because they are on a late season roll, and then they got to roll on to Jacksonville, which is a much more dangerous opponent, uh, obviously, at Jacksonville. You see what you? I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You putting the cart? You putting the cart in front of the horse? Yep. I you putting because all you all you talking about is Christmas Eve. Yep. Christmas Eve. Oh, we gonna take care of business. I mean, you gave Jacksonville like that a little passing thought. Hmm. I, I got my horses riding in the cart. <laughs> Because I got so many horses, they, they don't even need to pull the car. They're okay. just riding in. Okay, you got it. Okay. And it is okay. a supercharged okay, car. Okay, the horses are riding yeah. in the car. <laughs> riding in the car. That's okay. what's happening. Okay. I, I did the top of my podcast on this. I, I no longer fear any any jinxes or, or any sort of historical. You did this last year. I did not. You I, did, you I like, didn't do it like they're this. They're unjinxable. No. Well, I, I said that at the end of the year. But, but again, this is. Beyond that, this is where even when I said they're unjinxable, I, I still did all of my my anti jinxes. Yeah. Now I don't care what jersey I wear. I don't care which of the TVs I'm watching the Cowboys ah! on. It used to be they got to be on the right TV okay. or I lose. Okay. I'll put them on the left TV against Houston. And it won't matter, uh, and and it won't matter whether Hazel's in my lap or whether she's on. What the floor. about when they play the Eagles? Mm -hmm. Does it matter what TV they're gonna be on? In? I bet you it does. I bet you have on a certain type of jersey. I have already guaranteed a victory over the Eagles, and I'm letting those words go out into the universe, and I dare them to come back to haunt me because they won't. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae, y'all hear this? Yep, Play. they hear it. And you Hard know what? Roll. Deep down Brandon in their Graham. psyche, it's, it's, it's creating demons. You remember what demons you, are growing. You remember what Slay, what big play Slay and, and, and Bradbury the fourth did? <laughs> you remember what they did to CD? Yeah, they almost lost to Cooper Rush. You know, they, you, you remember what happened to CD? Do, do you remember what happened to CD? He's a new guy. He he is emerged. Lock up. Yeah, we'll see about Lock that. Lock up. Yeah, I, I predict the first play of the game they'll throw it to eighty-eight. That's what I believe because they've been getting him involved and in action mm -hmm. and in motion and in rhythm and in sync. That's what they've been doing. You already and, know when he goes well, to Philly. What okay, do? but you've been acknowledging he is on the he, rise. Yeah. They finish, they finish, take it down a notch. Yeah. You know, like Denzel said in training day, Pelican Bay. Yeah. 23-hour lockdown. Okay. When you step on the field, lockdown for 60. 
Yeah, what happened mm -hmm. to Denzel at the end of that movie? That, 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 the, that's the, not y'all. Who was it, the, the Russians, Russians or somebody? That, that's not the Russians. The Russians yeah. just shot but the hell out dirty. of him. But he been dirty. He ain't been here. He finally <laughs> caught up with me. I'd say, well, well what, what the everybody. Russians did to Denzel, we're going to do to the Texans. <laughs> okay. Exactly that. Okay. It's, that's going to be the microcosm of the scene. It's going to be... Okay, right? okay, okay. That's you talking real? To you talking real? I am because I believe in this team because it believes in it. That's the... I don't have to believe it. I don't have to wish it. I don't have to hope mm -hmm. it. I don't have to, to pick it with my heart instead of my head. I just see what I see. Mm -hmm. And this team has firepower and emerging star So what about Eagles? They got firepower? Yeah. They, they're, okay. They, 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 they what? Okay. And what did you tell me before the year? Dak's better than Jalen Hurts. Did Skip. you not say that? Skip. I'm picking the Cowboys to win the East because they got a better quarterback. That's what Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer, told me before the season yeah. started. Yeah. Skip. I believe Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Jerry Goff, mm. but I don't believe he's played better than Jerry Goff. Okay. I believe coming into the season, Dak was a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, but no metric will tell you that Dak Prescott has played better than Hurts. So, Which uh, I foretold. I told you Jalen Hurts is the realest of deals. But you, and, and I respect him, but I no longer fear him. But you told me you was also picking the Cowboys because of your quarterback. You picked them to win well, the division. Well, you have to because of the quarterback in the end, right? But I also told you my team will go as far as my, oh, Micah, 11 from heaven, and the defense carries my team. And I also well, believe – Well, he can't have another game like he had Sunday. No. He got to get some tackles, some assists, some quarterback okay. hits, some okay. pressures or something. He's saving it. He didn't need it. You, know, <laughs> you know what? He is funny like this. It, it's like when, when you need him, he suddenly says, oh, here I go. I'm going right. to flip the switch. Right. But he doesn't do it every game. He doesn't flip it. And I think he's fallen slightly behind Bosa. Mr. Bosa for Defensive Player of the Year. I and I, I'm with you on that. It's time to rise and shine. We still got a whole lot of football down the stretch to play. And we got a big Sunday, it's late afternoon game on Christmas Eve against said Eagles right here on Fox. And... I'll be there. I'll be watching it. Not, I'm not. I'm going to be watching it on TV. Yeah. But my, my point is, I've already booked it. I you did. I, I was so confident after I did my big. after I did big. my podcast yesterday. You kept egging me on, egging me on. And I finally said, okay, I'll give you three points because I know my team's going to win that by at least seven, at least seven, if not ten. Give me three more for seven. Heck no. <laughs> Heck no. I already gave in and gave you three. No, but your confidence, they're unjinxable. It don't matter. They yeah, should win the, by 20. But the way you talk, Philly's going to come in as a two-point favorite. They're going to leave as a winner. I don't know how they come in, but I know how they're leaving. Okay. We got five on it. You want to go up to six today just to make it an even six? Uh, nope. I like five. Huh? I like you like five mm -hmm. because you know I'm right because you're starting to see what I'm seeing about the Dallas Cowboys because you picked 38 to 10. Yeah. It's the Houston Texans. Okay. You, listen, back in my gambling days, long ago gambling days, what, what was the biggest rule of thumb? What, what was lesson number one to be learned? Double-digit favorites starting at 10 points in the National Football League. Just take the points. Yes. Just take them. Yeah. Right? I mean, look, I hated I hate playing teams like the Houston Tex Texans. You know why, Skip? Because they throw caution to the wind. They go for it on fourth down. They'll onside kick you. They'll fake punch you. They'll fake field goal you. They ain't got nothing to lose. So they just throw all the caution to the wind. And now you got to be on your P's and Q's. for Because normally you're like, okay, it's fourth, it's fourth and six. Oh, man, they're about to punt this ball. Okay. I will also throw this to you. In the past, in some years, this has been considered a rivalry because it's a Texas yeah. rivalry. But 
It was always a one-sided rivalry because the Cowboys look at the Texans like, what? Even, oh, even back to the Oiler days. Like, who As cares? a matter of fact, didn't they get their first win against the Cowboys? If I'm not mistaken, the Houston Texans, as we know them, got their first win against you guys. I don't remember that. Yeah, you do Maybe remember. I've <laughs> you it, right? <laughs> but, but the point is, they may come in thinking, we got, this is our arch rival. The Cowboys just look down their noses like, who the hell are you? Texas ain't got no arch rival, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the, the, the Tennessee Titans because they were the – no. Yeah, they, don't, they don't have a rivalry. Scheme. Thank you. 38-10 to 10 as we continue our roll toward the Go NFC 10. championship Go game. Go 45-10. No, I'm 38. I, I told you 28, and then I convinced you, I guess, because you said 21 but, yesterday, and then you went all the way up to 28. Let me tell you why. Because, Skip, I was trying to say, okay, 21 points. Do I believe the Cowboys 28 to 7? I believe the Cowboys are going to score more than 28 points. You know what I'm saying? I believe, the, and so I'm trying to get to a number. I'm trying to get to a number where I can balance it out. I'm like, and I'm looking at how the Cowboys scored. They got 54, and they got 28, they got yep. 40, they got 28, they got 49. Yeah. So if, even though I was like, nah, that got 38 all over it. Okay. So I so, might be thir- it might be 38 to seven. Okay, you got it. <laughs> the final thing I no longer want to hear a peep about is what. Cowboys do cowboy things. They do cowboy. That's a thing of past. It's a verb. Cowboy. Past. Cowboy. Okay, but that has nothing to do with the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it has everything to no, do with it. Has nothing. No, 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 no. You, you try to so get that. Are you telling me you just put that jersey on? All of a sudden, you're going to do cowboy things? Skip. Y'all janky. Mm. Y'all already know. It's, it's destiny. It's destiny. Mm. I speak of this. The, the ancestors have told me. Yeah, we might be janky, but we're not jinxy. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, we're yeah, not jinxy. Well, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, now, is that you talking? I'm talking that, big yeah. because uh, we got this. And then you they come, got this. And then, I don't have it. And then, they got this. When they get, get kicked out, you're going to be all depressed. No, you're going to be moping around. They're not going to get kicked out. <laughs> the Ernestine will shatter. I predicted can, NFC can you, Championship can, game. Can you take him to lunch and cheer no, him up? No, I'm like, no, Ernestine, I'm not going to be able to do that. No, you, you won't need to do that. I might have to take you to dinner to cheer you up. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Skip is going to really hurt because you know, you know why? <clears throat> it's been a long time since you talked this big. You talked this big that your uh, uh, Dak's rookie year. Yeah. You talked really big. Skip, this is really going to hurt because you don't normally. You're like, I can't. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to jinx And you are. They're unjinxable. Yeah. I, 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 nothing. I wear whatever jersey I want. Sometimes, I don't even put a cowboy jersey on. I just wear a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, really? You don't put a jersey on it. You wear a T-shirt right now. Okay. okay. I might have to take you to dinner to console okay. you in Phoenix, Arizona, side of the Super Bowl on Fox, because we'll be, be there, I know and, be there. and you might be surrounded by a whole lot of Cowboy I know who fans be there. who will be tormenting you. I know who will not be there. Who? Cowboys. Because <laughs> they do Cowboy things. Yeah, y'all Cowboys. They used to. Yeah, they still do. Not. Still no, do. No. 27-year curse is about to be broken. Against NFC the e- Championship. Against the Eagles, y'all have at least double-digit penalties. Really? At least. Okay. Bare go. minimum. I'll, I'll go up to six cases if you they want. They got two games before that Eagles matchup, yeah. guys. And historical note, yes, you were right. The Texans' first win ever came against the Cowboys. 19-10 was the score. <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right, gentlemen. I can't. Coming up next, I need you to give some letter grades to Baker Mayfield yeah, with his Rams debut last night. That's on the other side of this break right here on Undisputed. Baker 
Baker Mayfield had 230 passing yards and a touchdown in last night's Rams debut. Baker also had a 98-yard game-winning touchdown strike that left only 10 seconds on the clock to cap the night off. Woo! Shannon, give Baker a letter grade for this performance. Well, Skip, I didn't have a choice. I had to give him an A. You gave Baker Mayfield an A? I gave him an A because he was a quarterback that no one wanted. The Rams was the only team that wanted him. He jumped off a plane, and he gave them a spark that Bryce Perkins and John Wolford couldn't provide. And so you have to give him credit for that. It's still, he had to do it. Yeah, the Raiders helped, but he still had to go out there and do his part of the job. Uh, the Rams, Skip, they've ravaged by injuries. Offensive line is really, really bad. Lack of credible receivers and a non-existent running attack. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the game, he had an instant, uh, instant connection with Skoranek and Tutu Atwell. I mean, Atwell had a career high in receptions. Skoranek had a career high in yards. And that was and 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 those other two guys didn't provide that. So I'm, you have you have to give and they won a game. I mean they had lost what five or six games in a row. They were they were desperate. Yeah, had the longest losing streak by a uh, 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 defending Super Bowl champ in the history of the, uh, since the Super Bowl's been played. So yep. give him credit for that. He did that. He made some big time throws. Uh, a 98 yard drive to to win the ball game. Made some big time throws on that drive. I don't really think you have any choice. You have to give him an A. I gave him an A. Take your hat off. Mm. You were taking your hat off for Baker Mayfield as, as opposed to throwing your hat at Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I gave him a choice, Skip. I, I had no choice. I mean, I, I was trying to find a way to give him a B, B, C. Really? But after that, I just had to give him an A. That is big of you. I respect that. I appreciate <laughs> that. I honor that. No, you just want to gloat with that. I, I don't have to gloat because he did that he did. for him. Mm -hmm. And you can argue he saved his career last night or restarted his career mm -hmm. with the Rams. And you can argue if they don't want to go forward with him after this year that he is auditioning for a job elsewhere. Correct. I don't think that's the case. I think he has found a home with Sean McVay. And by the way, McVay just raved about him after the game and, and went on and on about how the guy's a competitor. He's a gamer. Check, check. So many great plays by a lot of guys tonight, and Baker led the way. Mm -hmm. I think that pretty much summed up what happened. And then I read our friend Skoranek, who became his favorite. He turned Ben Skoranek into Cooper Cup last night. <laughs> we did. And Skoranek said after the game, I'm excited to go to war with him. I'll go to war with him any day. He's the type of competitor that you want to play with. So when I step back from this, I have to at least go A-plus here because I don't think in the history of the league we've ever seen anything quite like what happened at SoFine Stadium on Thursday night football on a solo stage last night. Correct. The, the odds against him were extraordinary because, obviously, his team had lost six straight games. The other team had won three straight games, and I thought they were on a big roll, the, the Raiders. I right. loved them going into the year, and right. I, I still like them, but I don't like what happened to them last night. And as you point out, it's happened to them four times yeah, this year. It happens too frequently. Okay, still. it does. And I do think Josh McDaniels is really good as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm still not sold on him as a head coach because of what happened in Denver mm -hmm. and is now starting to happen with the Raiders. But for Baker Mayfield to come in in 48 hours, he had one Friday practice on a Wednesday because it's a short week. Right. And, and it was basically sort of walk-through type practice. 
He has no rapport with Skoranek or with Tutu Atwell or with Van Jefferson or with, I, I looked down the list of all the people he threw to last night. He threw to Brown, he threw to Higby, he threw to Williams, he threw to Hopkins, he threw to Trammell, he threw to Akers in the big four down in one play that they converted. He threw to Powell a couple times and didn't connect with him, and I thought he was going to be a factor last night. Those are all the other guys that he threw to. He knows nobody. Everybody needed to wear name tags for him. Mm -hmm. And what does this say about OTAs and mini camps and all that training camp that you guys had to slog through every year? What does it say for that, that he came in cold, whole new system, whole new nomenclature, all new terminology. Right. It, it is truly like hearing a foreign language yeah. in your ear mm -hmm. that you don't know and trying to decipher it on the fly. Right. The best thing Baker did was he did not turn the football over one time last night because that would have been deadly in a game like this yes. because they were teetering right out of the box because the first three times the, the visiting Raiders had the football, what did they do? They went score, score, score. The right. first three times, unfortunately for them, it was field goal, the field, field goal, goal the second two times, but they went touchdown, field goal, field goal, but it looked like they were on the verge of blowing this game open, right? right? Mm -hmm. You cannot turn the ball over, and he, he made one throw that looked like, oh, it, it got picked, but, but the guy, his receiver got grabbed, and fortunately they called it, and that was a game-saving play, right? right? Yes. And how many times did Baker get hit or sacked in which he was able to hold on to the football? That was extraordinary to me because <sighs> Max Crosby and Chandler Jones are flying at him, mm -hmm. and sometimes it felt like, they were just coming out of the starting blocks like unblocked uh, upon him, and they were swooping in. They're both uh, – <clears throat> Crosby's like 6'5", and his Chandler Jones 6'4"-ish mm -hmm. maybe. Okay, so they're just swooping in. Baker's about 6'1", and it's a long night back there because the Rams line was, was graded the second worst in pro football by pro football focus going into this game. So he doesn't have Cooper Cup. He doesn't have Allen Robinson. They're one of the worst rushing teams, although they were able to run the ball credibly last night and take a little bit of pressure off him. Mm -hmm. So in the big picture, to be able to hang in there and take the pounding that he took, because I think he took some big shots last night. Okay. A couple of times he had to shake it off and, and sort of shake the cobwebs out and, and bounce back. But you realize that 98-yard drive, I saw the percentages when, when they were back in jail at their two-yard line. I think there was a 98% chance that the Raiders would win the game yeah. at that point because there should have been. And that is the longest go-ahead touchdown drive in the last two minutes of a game over the last 45 NFL seasons. Well, I, I've just never seen anything like right. it because it was hard enough to get out of quote-unquote jail because you've got to have the poise to make a couple of throws just to get out where you can actually maneuver. But the thing is, that, see, what analytics didn't take into account was that it was the Raiders. Like you okay. mentioned jail, but the Raiders are jail you and leave the keys hanging so you can get okay, a hold of they, them. They left the keys in a couple of places. <laughs> that they made some mistakes. Yes. But I also deal, uh, detailed for you, Baker got some bad breaks early on because right out of the box, he, he hits the big 22-yarder. It's a third and 13 play to Skoranek. If we, we, we could see that again, it's 537 left in the second quarter. And you, you could argue this is one of the best throws of the night, but he hits Scrawny for 22 yards to get it all the way down to the 23. Our crack staff was able to find that play on the fly. That was a great job. Th this is a really big-time throw, and it sets them up 
to score a touchdown. They're at right. the 23, and on the very next play, guess what Cam Akers does? Well, or guess what Chandler Jones does? He he he, he nailed that. it. He he actually fisted it. You know, he yep. he, he he dropped a, a dime of a fist right yep. on the football, knocked it free, and all of a sudden, Sean McVay's about ready to throw his headset over there because they had a chance to cash on that one. And then Baker's got an, another drive early in the third quarter where he hits Atwell for 14 yards. And if we could see that play, it's it's 3.44 left in the third quarter. And they call Havenstein for a hold that I just wouldn't have called. I guess maybe by the letter of the law. But but this is a big play in this game. It's down to the 16-yard line. And we see the flag on Havenstein. Did he grab him and yank him? No, no. And plus, the, the ball carrier is passed. It, it didn't contribute to the play. The play was was already in motion and gone by. And it was a huge call because yeah. it, it drives them completely out of field goal range. And then the, the next play is the, the one that <coughs> the offensive lineman, Coleman Shelton, he gets an unnecessary roughness with a quick shove. Yeah. I, I probably he wouldn't was, have called he that. He was auditioning for the Raiders. Was he? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, Doing he, something he, dumb he after the play. Helped. Yeah. Okay. And he gets that. And that knocks him completely out of field goal range. And at that point, I'm thinking, Baker's cursed again. This felt like Carolina all over, where they're just making dumb plays Mm -hmm. that knocked him out of field goal range, even though they tried a 61-yarder, and it fell woefully short. And I thought, okay, that's the end of that. And then you know what happened. 75 yards and 17 plays happened. And then we get to the last possession. It's 145 left with no timeouts. First and 10 at your two-yard line because of one of the damnedest punts I've ever seen that wobbles up the sideline all the way to be blown dead at the two. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're thinking, okay, that's the end of that, right? right? Yeah. Because it, it's just hard. It, it's hard to even get that drive started. And then if we could just throw, see the throw of the night, which is just Skoranek sort of up the, the boundary. It's right. a 32-yarder. You had issues with the safety who sort of runs right through the play. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing. Uh, yeah, he doesn't even know. Yeah, but it's it's a really good throw and, and a really good catch because you got to go up and snatch it, and you got to fight for it, and it looked like it was sort of tie goes to the runner, and then that's mm-hmm. the last play, obviously. You want to talk about dropping a dime? A beautiful throw. You had issues, as did Richard Sherman on the – the Amazon telecast yeah. with, with what are you playing press man for on the left? La- I don't know. I just think they thought Crosby or Chandler will just get home. They'll get home and let's just press him. So he's got nobody to throw to right. immediately. He can't get rid of the ball because everybody's being pressed. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't press. They were just up there. Yep. And you know, the rest of the story. The so, so I thought it was at least an, a, I might have to go a plus plus on this oh, one because well, well, the odds against this, are a billion to one because it's a Stop bad. Stop it! Ain't a it's, billion it's to a one. billion to one. It's a bad football team, and one of the all-time sparkers sparked. He yeah. sparkled. The, the Raiders are a bad football team. Also. Well, are they? They just won three straight games. You I just, don't think anybody thought going into that game they were a bad football. But you just team. told me they had lost three. They had lost four. They lost four games now. Okay. Lean by had, and I thought they were back on a playoff roll. I thought they were about to be a wild card team, and I think they were in position to, to close this deal last night. And they make dumb plays. But so did the Rams. It looked like the Rams were turning back into the lost six-in-a-row Rams. And Baker saved the day. I gave my ace gift, okay? Yep. Be Way happy. to go. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. <laughs> Mark it down. An epic day for Shannon. An A, yeah, even I if it was begrudgingly. All right, guys. Steph Curry. 
Hey, Shannon, did he just disrespect LeBron? He sure did. Let's dive did into not. that when Undisputed returns right after this. debate Steph Curry asked about his all-time starting five Steph included himself but he left LeBron off the list here's Steph's list Magic Johnson Michael Jordan Dirk Nowitzki and Shaq all right Shannon you first how big of a problem do you have with this I got zero problem with it LeBron doesn't have to be on everybody's list we got to stop we have to stop thinking someone is sliding or being disrespectful to LeBron if they leave them off their list mm. that's his list uh, I still believe LeBron is the GOAT. I believe LeBron is the greatest basketball player ever. But I don't have a problem with Steph Curry leaving him off. And if you listen to Steph explain it, he lets you know. He's like, look, I got great spacing, shoot the floor. I, I mean, shoot, uh, great spacing on the floor. I got Dirk. I have myself. I got a guy in Magic that can make all the passes, the greatest point guard of all time. I got Michael, the mid-range, can also drive the ball. And I got Shaq. Shaq going to hold it down in the paint. Should Kareem or Will or Bill Russell family feel slighted? Hell, Steph, uh, uh, Clay Thompson, bro, we won four championships together. You ain't got me on your starting five? No. Draymond, you ain't got Dray? No. It's okay. It's not a... I, I don't think they think they were going to be on the starting five. Skip, look, it seems to me that he's putting a list together. It's like, I'm putting my list together. I'm actually trying to win a game as opposed to just throwing guys together and say, well, this, this guy was the best guy at this position. This was the best guy at that position. And the team doesn't fit. So I got no problem whatsoever with Steph Curry leaving LeBron James off of his list. If you want to start in five to put LeBron, start your five and put LeBron on your list. But I don't have a problem. Would he be on my list? Absolutely. Mm. But I would have, uh, I would probably have my starting five would be Magic, Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem, and LeBron. That would be my starting five. Mm. But that's my starting five. Now, how good is that? Tim Duncan's on the block. You know, Kareem's going to be on the block. Ain't none of those guys. Tim can shoot the mid-range, but that, you know, he preferred to play with his back to the basket. Kareem definitely played with his back to the basket. So it's probably not the best, the best fit. Mm. But that's what be my starting five. And I ain't got no problem with Steph Curry starting five. But so, I ain't trying to win no game. I just like best players. I just so play. you would have Kareem over Shaq in your starting five? I would. Five. I would, yeah. And you would have LeBron over Kobe in your starting five? Yeah, I put LeBron at the small forward. I right. put Tim at the power forward, and I put Jordan at the two. I put Magic at the point. Okay. And you obviously would not have Steph Curry in your all-time nah, starting cause, five? No, because I'm not putting him in over Jordan. I'm not putting him in over Kareem. Okay. But I still think – but if, if somebody put – if somebody put Steph in the start, in starting five, I mean, I ain't got no problem with it. Mm, I would. <laughs> but I had a problem with this whole premise because I'm reading this story and it says that Steph was on the list to begin with. So the former back-to-back -back MVP had to just pick four okay. teammates he wanted to run with. And I'm like, he was? <laughs> what, 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 how, how did he get on the list? <laughs> or is it just assumed he would put himself in the starting five? I, 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 he's in there. I, I don't you know. Skip, you know, sometimes you say, okay, now I'm your starting five. And the first thing they ask, can I include myself? Mm. And they're like, yeah, you can. If you want to say, no, I'm going to leave myself out. And that's what a lot of times they leave themselves out. But I like the fact that Steph Curry put himself in there. Hell, I wish more people would put themselves on the starting five. You know, you ask Brady, Brady gonna probably say, uh, it's probably gonna be Joe or somebody. No, put yourself on the list. You deserve to be on the list. Mm, okay, good. Now, why did he leave LeBron off? Remember back in the day when they first began to compete against each other in finals back in 2015? 15, yeah. There was much written about, 
much speculated about the this sort of jealousy or resentment that began to emanate between it was coming from Steph to LeBron because right. LeBron was already obviously established, established. Mm-hmm. but that that there was some negativity emanating from Steph's side toward LeBron. Okay. And I'm going to have to assume that that you can read into this that there's still some jealousy factor or resentment factor between those two or he just would usually you, what do you always tell me? You put your contemporaries in because you believe that we are better than they were because we evolved. We're, we're just our, our whole game has evolved to a higher level than their game was. I don't think they have the type of relationship, the adversarial relationship, because obviously they're they're competing against each other. But I think they have a much better respect, a profound respect for one another, because the last two seasons LeBron has been the, the All Star captain, yep. and he selected Steph Curry. Okay. So I, I think was Steph, he just trying to play up to him? Well, I think the thing is LeBron was here, Steph is coming. Let's get back, get back. I want you to get up on, get back. Mm. I'm not trying to let you get up on the mantle with me just yet. So I'm fighting you off. I'm trying to keep you at arm's length, mm-hmm. at, at, at arm's distance. Yep. But Steph was able to climb up anyway. Well, hell, if you're up here anyway, I might as well just, okay, you're here now. Okay. What was Steph's line about the possibility of, of acquiring LeBron at Golden State? Yeah. I'm good. Right. Right? Right. Okay, well, that told me I, I, I don't want to do that. Yet it was Steph who led the charge all the way across the right. country to recruit Kevin Durant right. to come save them from LeBron right. because they just knew what was coming. They were right. going to have to deal with LeBron at least one, if not two more years, right. and it was two more years, right. right? Yeah. Okay, so he did that, which to me disqualified him as an all-time top ten player. No, you, you got to put him in there because he after what he did this year, he won the finals MVP. He has two regular season MVP. He has four titles. Yes, Skip, I think now you have to put him in the top ten, and you had to bump some of the historically great players out. And he's still going. It's not to say that he's done. It's not like he's done. Look, excuse me, I think when you think two guards, Mike is universal. I think when you think point, point guards, Magic. I think Magic is universal. Absolutely. Skip I, don't look, Skip, I don't look at Steph as a point. I don't. Because the well, 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 he he tried to sell it as we'd have hybrid, hybrid guards, and I'm saying you ain't that guy. Yeah, that guy's gonna have the ball in his hands. Because Draymond normally runs the, initiates the offense Agreed. around the offense. Agreed. So I, when I look not, at not that Steph doesn't have a yeah, great handle, handle and he yeah, does. Tremendous handle. He does. But when I look at these guys in today's game, yeah. James Harden, the Dame Lillard, mm-hmm. skip those guys are two guards masquerading as points. Correct. And same thing with Steph. So I don't I don't have a I don't have a problem with LeBron being left off his list. But if I had a list, oh, go going on it. So if I had a list, this is who my list would be. Okay. It would start with the greatest player ever, the greatest of all time, okay, and you it ain't Jordan. even close. So, so that guy is at the top. Okay. Magic is my point guard, right. and it's not even close. Because okay. Jordan is universal yeah. and as, as Magic is, to your point. Right. Then Shaq is, is, is just the most <laughs> destructive force I've ever witnessed. I'm, for not, about, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you for putting okay, Shaq. Okay, it's like I saw for three years, I saw unstoppable, I saw unguardable, I saw unrefereeable. Right. I've just never seen anything like it because right. he, he was the equivalent of a Lawrence Taylor football player. <laughs> Playing basketball. With, with extreme basketball skill. He was, extreme. Agile, he was nimble. You're never going to see a man that size nimble. move like that. Okay, so I always say, just to my eye test, I'm going to give Shaq a slight edge over a Kareem who was all to, well, all he is is the greatest scorer ever <laughs> until LeBron eclipses right. it. But, 
But again, the skyhook was virtually unstoppable. Yes. He, it's either he's going to make it or miss it because you're not going to block got, it. Correct. Okay. All right. But but again, just on the the terror factor, I'm going with Shaq okay. slightly over Kareem, and you got Kareem in there. And I just I if if I got Shaq going head to head with Kareem, I believe Shaq wins that battle okay. on a nightly basis. Okay. Then this is interesting to me because you put the great Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward ever. You put him in, and I want to put him in just because I'm the longtime Spurs fan, and he belongs in here. But if I'm actually trying to do a starting five right. that will work together, right. run together, I, I don't know if he and Shaq are the best fit together because they do too much of the same they, thing. They, 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 both they, on the block. They need to camp. And and I don't need two campers, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm not sure about that, okay. but, but Duncan is great as, at, at what he did. And he's in my – I have him in my top five. One, two, three, four. I've got him fifth all-time in my all-time okay. top ten. Okay. But I got Kobe as my other okay, shooting guard, okay. my other wing. So I got Jordan and Kobe on the wings. Okay. And if I don't if, – if I want to do fit, I'm going with your favorite player when you were a kid. Larry I, Joe. I'm going Larry Joe Bird <laughs> in my starting okay. lineup just because I've got Jordan and, and Kobe on the wings – I got Shaq commanding the paint. Magic, obviously, is the, the point. point guard. But but if I got Bird as my swing man, my, my sort of power forward right. at 6'9", and just you want to talk about a great passer right. and scorer right. and just all around know how to play right. basketball player, mm -hmm. clutch. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I would stick him. If I wanted to, to have an invincible starting five, that's my starting right. five, and Tim Duncan would have to be my sixth man. No, I, I, they just showed that I was watching the clip of Larry Bird. Yeah. He played Portland, and he scored 47 points with his left hand. And they said, why you keep <laughs> saving the right for the Lakers? <laughs> so, Skip, I, I mean, look, I agree with you. I think when you say, okay, who's your, who's your all-time great, who's your best point guard? Magic's going to check. Who's your best two guard? Jordan's going to check. Who's the best power forward, Skip? I believe Tim Duncan is going to check, considering the five titles, the MVPs, the finals MVP. Really, I believe he, he changed that. He came real close to six. Correct. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I believe LeBron James is the greatest small forward. You think it's Larry Bird. I'm sure uh, Kevin Durant is going to get some of that. Now, here's the thing, though, Skip. When it's all said and done, will Tim Duncan still be universal or will Giannis swipe some of that? Maybe some down the road. But where it's yeah. all over the place, Skip, yeah. is the center. Because some people got Wilt. Some people got Shaq. Some people got Mr. Russell. Some people got Kareem. That is the one position. I, I would go with Mr. Russell, except he's only 6'9". Right. He was undersized for his time, but he dominated the 7-foot-1-inch Big Dipper Will Chamberlain. Did he win more or was he better? Well, it's hand-in-hand. Because, hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, Skip. But go, it's got to be universal. Greatest mm -hmm. small forward ever lived. How can you not be? You about to be top five in assists, number one in scoring, mm. with four MVPs, four Finals MVPs. Well, I, Steph got one thing right on his list: no bronze. And you, see, I knew you was good. You're a hater. You're just a flat-out hater. Next. And guess what? That playoff scoring record, yeah. it ain't going nowhere. No, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he just played more games. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> that got nothing to do with it. Yeah, and he played them well too, didn't he? Huh. I want to know if he's even going to play tonight. We're going to play tonight. You're going to yeah. put that thing on, on, on Philly. Okay. Going to crack the Liberty Bell. Uh, that other, is a great question. <laughs> and we're going to dive into that in a yes, minute, guys. We've got to leave a little bit of time for that. But first, Baker sure did have everybody buzzing last night. But, guys, I want to know your initial reaction to that game-winning touchdown. What That's did you think question. in the moment? That's coming up <laughs> next when we return.
social media absolutely buzzing last night when he led the Rams on a 98-yard touchdown drive that resulted in a 17-16 win over the Raiders. Shannon, how did you react initially when Baker threw that game-winning pass? Uh, damn. I got to come to work tomorrow and listen to Skip. That was my first, that was my first immediate reaction. Uh, but it takes a really undisciplined team. Um, to have this type of lead, 13 points, they're the first team since 1930 to lose four games in a season in which they led by at least 13 points at the half. That's saying something. 1930 is a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. And they're the first team to do that since that time. Um, but it takes an undisciplined team. I don't get why Tillery would knock the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. You mm -hmm. got him on the ground. You stopped him. You didn't say what I'm saying. You, you, you stopped the guy. And you knocked the ball out of his hands. And I, I just thought it's like it's deja vu all over again because we saw Tom Brady get the big pass interference on the drive before the final drive, give him the big chunk play that got them rolling. We see the big, uh, uh, the Skoranek play up the rail. I don't know what the safety was doing. It was like he got caught between. Do I hit him? And he just flies by and nothing happens and the guy catches the ball. Cleveland Farrell, I don't know why. You've never blocked the punt. In your NFL career, hell, as a matter of fact, you barely sacked the quarterback as the third pick in the draft. Mm. And somehow at that moment, you say, you know what? I'm about to be the hero, Skip. Let your boy, watch your boy blow through this thing, block this punt. You jump off sides, you give them a first down, they go down and score. Mm. So, Skip, it just take, it took a lot of undisciplinedness, but that's to be expected from the Raiders because they're a very undisciplined ball club, and it doesn't matter to the coach. It's almost like that, Skip. That's a rite of passage. Mm. If I'm a Raiders, I've got to be undisciplined. Mm. It doesn't matter to coach. Mm. Uh, you go back to the 70s when they had Coach Madden. You go back to, uh, to Art Shell. You go back to Flores. You go back to any coach they have. Mm -hmm. The Raiders have always been a very under. Now, they pride themselves on being renegades in the 70s, Skip. It, it, they, that's, that's who they were. But I was like, damn, I got to go to work and deal with Skip tomorrow. <laughs> were you able to go quickly to sleep? Yes. You were? I hit my own self in the head and knocked myself out. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So you didn't take it out on your dogs? No, or, no, 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 uh -huh. no, Skip. I was just like, I was like Florida Evans, damn, damn, <laughs> damn. I said, why? I love that show. I mean, you, I mean, how do I, why do I got to do this twice in one week? I just had to come in here on Tuesday and do it after Brady did the exact same thing Monday night. I got to come in here four days later on a that Friday and do the exact same thing. That's what I was thinking, honestly. That was exactly what I was thinking. And everybody's like, oh, just go ahead and call in sick. Tell them you're not feeling well. Call in sick. Tell them you're not feeling well. <laughs> so Baker Mayfield went Brady. And yet, as I'm sitting watching it, I'm in my little study bedroom that I use during the week. Hazel is sleeping at my feet in her little pink bed, <laughs> and I'm watching. And when, when Brady got the football back on Monday night, I just thought it was inevitable because that's just who right. he is and what he does. Yeah. I did not think this was inevitable. Yeah. In fact, I didn't think it was possible. Right. So I basically wrote it off, and yet when he hit Skronik up the rail with the, the big one, the 32-yarder, yeah. yeah. I said, wait a second. You gotta, yeah, they you got gotta a shot. It. Yeah. But you know and I know how hard it is from even the 20-yard line to throw a touchdown pass into the end zone. It's just hard right. because most teams are going to play a big old zone, right. and it's going to look like there are 14 players back there in pass coverage, and it's going to look like you can't find anybody, so you have to throw it underneath and hope. How did Brady – how did they score? Well, he, he had to hit Rashad White on a little quick pop yeah, pass, yeah. a little choice route. Right. 
on Demario Davis. Correct. But but if you look at the traffic around them, it's everywhere. People bodies right. are flying around, yes. and and it's hard to process it because. They're they're playing all kinds of different defense. There are probably some zone played behind some man because yeah. Demario Davis has got the back coming out of the backfield. Right. That's not a zone. Right. It's his man. Right. Okay. So my point is, when all of a sudden Baker Mayfield drops one down the chimney, one of the all-time dimes I've ever seen to mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, who who by the way had been a target of Rams fans' wrath for yeah. years, yes. right? Yes. He, he's no-showed and come up small. I believe that's one of the reasons they signed Odell last okay. season. Okay, that is exactly right, because they didn't trust Van Jefferson. So the point was, when, when that happened, I was dumbfounded for about five seconds. Then I stood up, and I gave it the big touchdown, and I said, Hazel, wake up. We just did this, because he just did that. So I give her a quick little yeah. pat. And then I yelled, I opened the door, Ernestine, did you see that she's got the game on, but yeah. she's not watching it? She said, yeah, I saw it. She walks around the corner. She said, why? What? what? I said, did you see what Baker Mayfield <laughs> just did? She said, well, I, I know he won, but what? I said, did you see the touchdown? No, I didn't really see that. I just looked up and, oh, the Rams won the game? Yes. Yeah, they won the game. Yes. All right, so then I start getting bombarded by texts from various people, and I'm going to read you one if I can reopen my phone here. Here we go. Our man, Lil Wayne. Okay, I got to give you the quick backstory on this. So yesterday during the show, you had another salvo aimed at Baker Mayfield yeah. in which you went to trash. He's trash. Yeah. As I finished, I was walk across this floor over there and get a drink between segments. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, pretty worked up about Baker Mayfield because in our time together, we have never clashed on any subject the way we've clashed on, of all people in the world, Baker, Baker Mayfield? Right. Are you kidding? Yeah, he might be. No. Ba- well, Baker, Tom, I don't know if it's Baker, Tom, LeBron, Cowboys, but okay, we but, don't but, agree but, on those but, topics. But Baker's at the top of the list yeah. because we clash harder on it. it, it yeah. it's, we had one incident a couple, three weeks ago when it was. We went a little over the edge <laughs> yes. on it, and we yes. got mad at each other because we do. Yes. Because he is such a debatable lightning yes. rod because he can be great, he can be bad, he can be this, he can be a jerk, he can be a you-know-what yes. off the field. So our man Lil Wayne texts me in the break, right. and I go over and see my phone, which usually sits across over there, and this is the text from Lil Wayne. Baker trash, Skip. <laughs> you, that's you know. <laughs> Been trash since day one. And I immediately wrote back, I thought you liked him because he likes Baker. He, he sort of appreciates him, but it's more off the field that he likes him. And, and he wrote me right back, I love him, but I gave you the facts on him. Okay? <laughs> He's trash. Okay, so here we go. So right after the game ends, I look down and my first text is, I know you're going crazy. That's from Lil Wayne. I know you're going crazy with three exclamation points. And the crow doesn't taste so bad. Right. Well, he was man enough and big enough to immediately text me in ways a lot of guys wouldn't do it. Because it's just too hard to to do it. To to admit defeat and then just sort of like sink into the defeat and, and give it completely up. And I wrote him back at length. But I said... Big of you to text me that. That's why I love and respect you so much, blah, blah, blah. But, but it, that, that was a man text. <laughs> and by the way, when, when Wayne and I made a bet one time when we had him on live before the NFC Championship game, Brady at Rogers, right. what was it, two years ago? Yes. We bet one case of Diet Dew. Would you believe that two days later after he did lose that game, right. I had a case of Diet Mountain Dew delivered to my doorstep? Okay, <laughs> so that's who he is right. and what he was. Right. And then I look down at Twitter, 
and Skip is trending all night long on Twitter, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm, but it has a whole lot to do with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's about that's you. Saying, that's what everybody say, man. Yeah. Just, just go ahead and call it, man. Skip go kill Uncle Demar. Okay. Okay. All right. So I hope I didn't the kill you, but I did glow. Memes involving you two on social media. We're that's epic okay. last night. I'll get, get it back, Jen. Go I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. creative. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to move on. LeBron and AD, are they both going to play tonight in Philly? That's next mm -hmm. on Undisputed. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are coming off two straight road losses, and they face the 76ers in Philly tonight. L.A., a four-point underdog, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, are you sticking with the Lakers to win this game? If both A.D. and LeBron plays, I'm taking the Lakers. Mm. Uh, if one of the other plays, I'm taking the Sixers. Now, they're both listed as probable, so that means this is trending towards they're going to play. But your uh, gut is they're my, going to my play. My gut is they're going to play. Yeah. And LeBron has had a couple of extra days off. He has. He's going to be fresh. Yep. And he, I, I believe he knows that, you know what, I probably could have took that game over. I probably should have taken that game over. He should have. So now, tell him yep. about the game. I'm going to go ahead and drop the hammer on him tonight. Okay. AD, hopefully he's gotten that bug behind him. Last time he played Joel Embiid, he did a number on him. I, I thought he destroyed him. I'm expecting a very yep. similar situation. Now, Hart is back. It's the second game back after that foot, that tendon sprain. Yep. So he, back in Philly, they'll be ready to go. But I'm going to take the Lakers. I'm mm. going to take the Lakers because I do believe LeBron and AD plays, and they're going to do work. Okay. I believe you're right. I'm surprised the Sixers are a four-point favorite because – even though they do have Harden back, he doesn't quite look right to me. And they do have him beat, obviously. But Tyrese Maxey is, is gone. Right. And Niang is out. And Niang has come up big for them. He's been one of their best clutch shooters. Yeah. And I always liked DeAnthony Melton. I liked him back in yeah. Grizzly days. And, and he's probably out tonight. And Daniel House, who I've liked in the past, also probably out tonight. Yeah. So, it's down to just two of those guys against your two plus Russ. And if Russ can give you what he's been doing, yeah. that, that sort of 15 and 7 off the bench. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need about, about 11, 10, 11 assists from Russ. Okay. I, I, can, I, I can stomach four to five turnovers if he give me double-digit assists. But LeBron is going to have a birthday here in about, about three weeks. Yep. Uh, and he's not as efficient as he once was. He's tw averaging 26 points a game, shooting about 47%. LeBron James is normally that 50 to 53%. But as we get older, Skip, we're not as efficient as we once were. You look at Brady. Brady used to get to 300 yards with 30 passes. Yep. Now he needs 40 passes, 45 passes to do what he used to do in his, at 35 okay. with 50 passes. So I expect LeBron, I expect LeBron to, to probably go get me 30, I'm going to say 33, I'm going to say 33 Eight and ten. Okay, I'll buy that. But what you need is the bigger fellow. Oh, I know, I know yeah. AD. Always dominant. Uh, always disappointing. Uh, virtuoso. He'll yeah. give you one of those performances. What he did to Giannis. Okay, I wonder if Joel Embiid is watching right now. He well might He'll be. He'll get all this. And I wonder, because he doesn't seem to respond to challenges. He just goes out and just does Joel every Do night. Joel. Yeah. And we're going to do AD. Yeah. And watch what happens. Okay. So you think it's going to be domination? Like Man, when you big. Win by ten? To add me a tablespoon of old goat. Yep. Add me a tablespoon and a quarter of old AD. Yep. Throw a little castor oil in there. From, hey, from I, Russ. Throw, I throw a little rust up in that thing too. <laughs> yeah. A little Austin Reed. That's Victory. it. Victory. Really? Victory by six. I, 
You know what? You should be right about this. I'm going to be yeah. right. Okay. Well, I'm putting a little pressure on the quote-unquote goat. Yeah, you know what it is. To, to do goatish things tonight. Always. Yeah. Okay. Always disappointed. I'm excited to see Embiid <laughs> versus AD. The process has won five out of six of their matchups, by the way, gentlemen. All right. Coming up next, Tua and the Dolphins. Can they get a win in primetime versus Ooh. the Chargers? That's coming up next here on Undisputed. The Dolphins and Chargers flexed into this week's Sunday night game. Despite coming off a loss, Tua and Miami are three-point favorites, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, does Tua bounce back with a win? I'm going to say he does. I'm expecting Tyreek to have a big day. I saw what Devontae Adams did to him last year. Eight catches for a buck 77 last year. Last week, uh, eight catches for a buck 77 and two touchdowns. Tyreek's coming off a nine-catch, 146 on the touchdown. So I'm expecting him to continue his hot streak. Skip, but for whatever reason, the Chargers defense, Man, you would think with all the acquisitions they got in the offseason, mm -hmm. they have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say two a bounce back. I'm going to say the Dolphins get the win on the road. Really? I've just never been sold on Tua, yet I have been amazed by what Tyreek and Waddle and Mike McDaniel have been able to do around him for him to put him in a comfort zone yes. as a soft-arm quarterback mm -hmm. who just doesn't have a lot of velocity he or deep a, arm strength, no. and, and yet they've made it work to right. the highest level. I've always doubted him because he seems a little fragile physically, for sure. Oh, he he's always hurt at Alabama. Mm -hmm. And a little fragile mentally when he has a game like he had at San Francisco, which a lot of quarterbacks are going to have, right. maybe even Tom Brady this Sunday. Yeah. But the point the is – the Chargers don't have that kind of defense. They, they don't have that kind of defense. But I'm not sure he can pick himself up off the mat just yet. So, in the end, I, I think the Chargers will win this game because I think the Dolphins have been a little bit exposed. Yeah, but I just skip. I just don't love the the, uh, the Chargers defense because I was expecting with J.C. Jackson, who's hurt, and and Khalil Mack. I just yeah. thought they would get after the quarterback. But I think Joey Bosa going out so early, I think that really hurt them also. Yeah. We will find out. Great stuff, guys. We're out of time. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. 